Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family. Welcome into episode 386 of the WTP homie. I am the Night Owl as always here, running captain on this ship, getting you to the other side of that oh so fretful ocean that is called the world of professional wrestling. And no, I am not here alone, amigos. Finally returning to assume his duties. Not duty, but to assume his duties as my faithful co-host, Ladies and gentlemen, the one, uh, the only, Dick Douglas. First of all, first of all, captain of the ship, Mm -hmm. it's my first show back, and we decide that you're going to take over just completely. Am I just here for the right? Am I the pool boy? Am I just here? Let's just say, simply based on the fact that I'm more dependable than you are, I would say, I'm the captain now, not you, my friend. So not true. I'm the cop. So not true. Well, I suppose on behalf of the half dozen or so Dick Douglas fans out there, allow me to welcome you back. I heard you've been quite busy. You were at uh, the president's speech, and then you had a date with some starlet, unnamed starlet. Um, And now you're back. I'm glad that you decided to grace us with your presence because this is an important day to have two opposing perspectives in the world of professional wrestling because a lot has happened, my friend, over not just over the last couple of days, but over the last couple of weeks in the world of pro wrestling. And we're going to get into all that during the prestigious high spot segment in just a couple of moments. I guess I would be remiss if I didn't ask you how the hell you're doing, man. How have you been? Really, really? Doing great. Uh, you know, uh, St. Louis uh, gave us uh, just a completely amazing uh, re- uh, reception. Uh, they really loved uh, the City on the Hill movement, they loved the ideology. Uh, filled with lobbyists, though, uh, you know, there was a crowd that was full of uh, of lobbyists and uh, uh, we're going to work on it this month. But I want to thank my team for commenting uh, during the beginning portions of both shows that uh, we couldn't get to. Um, hopefully that uh, 
that made up for it in your mind, Renee, and we don't have to get you on a mind at all just, uh, just yet. But, Dude, the contract uh, says you, not your people and your media team. And and I have to admit, you not being here made for some interesting fodder. The Skywalker came in with his sage-like knowledge and filled the gap more than amicably slow. So thank you very much, Skywalker. But dude, you're supposed to be here. I mean, seriously. First of all, Skywalker, it was an ass-kissing competition. They showed me the first 10 minutes of the of the uh, broadcast. And uh, they were right up. And that's fine. Uh, Larry Wolf, uh, good to see you. But tonight, Renee, thank you for reminding me. Because uh, we are going to be commenting with the crowd all throughout the show. So uh, going to get some interaction in there. Uh, that way, maybe some more uh, comments going, and maybe that way all of our constituents, because it's about all of us, they're the ones that get to be heard, and uh, they get some feedback. Like it's their own cell phone. It's their own microphone, you know? Well, there's no doubt about it, and I did want to take a moment to thank everybody that is chiming in the comment section. We'd love to see you here all night long, baby. Two-plus hours of live entertainment right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Again, episode 386 as we continue to grind our way to the elusive episode 400. I did want to say just real quickly, Larry Wolf, our buddy, our pal, our friend, finally out of the hospital, buddy. It's great that you're able to tune in, and hopefully we help to make your stay at the hospital just a little bit less difficult, you know, sharing our love and what we do here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. You guys know how we get down here. We love pro wrestling. No matter what's going on in the world around us, we can always come together here on Tuesday evenings and talk about the sport that we so love. And I, I know you, Dick, you, more than anything else, if, if there's nothing else I could say about you, is you love professional wrestling, bro. That's one thing that I think allows us to be able to kind of have this discourse with each other, that we both share that love. Uh, You know, we love the origins of professional wrestling. And uh, just so you know, uh, right here, I'm on my own phone, messaging back with the people. It's not a team, it is me. Uh, today because we want to get that personal with our constituents ahead of Concordia again but we love aspects of it right because there's a lot we're trying to fix we don't love it all uh, but we love the concept of it and we love the origin professional wrestling that we all came to love maybe not so much now we don't agree on but back in the day and Chris Rodell's a lightweight he's the biggest lightweight of them all he has a guy in a mask steal a microphone I think Chris Rodell has been called a lot of things before a lightweight I think they not be one of them. Hey, but that goes for me too. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. All right. Hey, if and, it's and, funny, know, it's Snitch, funny. I'm sorry. And, well, and two, and Snitch does a great job of handling them. Um, in all in all fairness, but Come Chris Rodell is a guy. Oh, too. by the way, breaking news here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the snitched has been confirmed as an upcoming guest on the Wrestle Talk oh. podcast. I got a lot of people in my inbox talking about why are you always hating on Dick Douglas? Why are you always hating on the snitch? You don't give the guys a platform. You don't give them the opportunity to respond to all the stuff you say against them. Well, guess what? When this guy shows up, he's allowed to say whatever the hell he wants. And we went ahead and reached out to the snitch, much to the delight of Nightmare Jones. And he will be joining us here on the show um, in just a matter of a couple of weeks, man, I know that's got to be something you're excited about there, dick. Uh, are we going to be the ones interviewing them? I hate this phone, man. I'm like dropping it all the time. See, right. this is why I have people that help me because even though we're politicians, we need help too. But, uh, 
you know, Snitch is great. So is it going to be us that are the ones that are interviewing him, or are you going to take that uh, pleasure away from me? No, no, no. Hey, listen, if you're game for that show, but just know Am you're going to be dealing. If oh. you want to talk about ass-kissing contest but with me and Skywalker, oh, just wait till you and the Snitch and Nightmare Jones are all in the same room together. Oh, it's going to be rich, brother. Are you going to join gonna us? Be rich. Are you going to join us? Well, I mean, if there's room at the table, why not? Somebody's got to be a little unbiased. Jesus. <laughs> oh, but, you know, uh, I also wanted to point out, uh, okay. Renee, we have sold uh, our 25th uh, shirt this week. So we're moving more product than we have been. So we're moving more shirts a week than ever before. Uh, 25 a week is pretty impressive considering they're all coming from out of the country. Okay. Uh, we've had uh, we've had a lot local. I think we've already passed like 100 or 500 or whatever. But uh, uh, we're getting a lot of international. And that's the, that's the thing that we're trying to hit the most. And uh, we're utilizing that through TikTok. And don't look up and ask God why. Why is Dick Douglas getting popular? I'm telling you this. No, why? You know, why, uh, God, is Dick Douglas on TikTok? Are you serious? It's true. Uh, you know, we have to reach all generations because that's what professional wrestling is all about. It's not just about one group. It's about all of us. It's about all of us who care, right? About yeah, a great Expanding story. the social media empire of Richard Douglas. Well, listen, speaking of empires, we have a tradition here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, and that tradition involves, you know, removing our cap. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we move on, we're going to be hitting our sponsors, and then we're going to pay homage to the late, great Scott Hall here in just a moment. You guys know we're going to get to that upon request of the loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family. We got to do this, and I know it's not your favorite part of the show, um, but you got to join us, Mr. Douglas, because you are a man who um, dabbles in politics, let's say, and, and you've got to be at least somewhat Dab- patriot. I'm, I'm just, you know, trying to be subtle here, okay? My point being, we're going to pay <laughs> no. homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. Would you like to join me? Yes, sir. Sorry. All right, let's do that while he responds to all his constituents. Ladies and gentlemen, you know how we get down here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. We ask you to please respectfully remove your caps, place your hands over your hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's Where'd you get a green flag? earth. And that's America, damn it. Oh, it only gets worse. see the exacerbation on everybody's face she's such a foul woman okay okay is this over yet oh my gosh how long does that last okay go ahead she's such a foul woman uh you know uh you know is that was uh you know for the longest time i did think uh, roseanne was rosie o'donnell i thought they were the same person i I really did that is Uh, so so disrespectful bro (laughs) come <laughs> oh my gosh leave those women alone bro <laughs> it's true oh okay. man yeah okay. all right well as a friend we gotta pick of- some sponsors before we get this show on the road well yeah and you know what before we even get to the sponsors let's do this i hate falling behind on the comments so just quickly here let's go ahead and get caught up on the on the uh uh on the comments so uh um, exactly chris rodell chris rodell saying okay American. real quick 
Sonny is a lightweight. lightweight. Okay, very nice. Uh huh. You and those uh those supporters of yours, I can see how well you're getting along. Lots yeah, lots and lots. Okay, let's see here. Oh, meaning of oh wow. That was too wordy. That oh, would too wordy. Good. Okay, it's too fine. Wordy. I know. I, I know yeah. it can be fatigued. Still not to, as bad uh, as Gurdy. Uh, you know, uh, possibly so. <laughs> Maybe I think we should go fair. with that one. But I'm assuming that one's going to be copyrighted. Yeah. So well, that, the thing. Nothing serious. will be worse than Fergie. Sorry, not to kick up, but singing the Guns N' Roses song. What was that? At Super Bowl, like. Uh, I watch the halftime shows, dog. I'm there for the football. I'm gonna be honest. You're gonna tell me you did not watch the halftime show this year. I mean, I may have. I may have. It's not a priority for me there, but I'm there for the football. You know what I mean? You can keep all that showmanship. I could care less about all that. I mean, you know, they're my guys, but I don't give a crap. That's like anyway, saying, that's like saying you aren't going to. We would like to thank some sponsors here. And uh, Everything Combat, a great sponsor of the program. Kincaid Arcade, one of my favorites, Esports Bar KC. Interstate 70 Sports Media, good buddy of ours, Jeremy Carp, And, of course, Royal Mills transportation painter dreams productions rathburn and gravy and uh by the way the mug love it mike fiesta kc party rentals tell me noblemen's barber lounge kc missouri ask for pete the barber and of course the fwwc our great friends on friday nights on the wrestle talk podcast renee martinez yes sir i'm ready for some high spots and i'm ready for you to just completely make me irritated tonight well, listen, man, I know that there's a lot of stuff that you and I disagree on, but there's one thing that I think we're going to be able to um, to find some common ground on. And, and I think um, both yeah. of us are, are traditionalists in a sense. Um, I know when it comes to wrestling, I can stomach pretty much anything uh, that's well thought out. Uh, and when you talk about legends of legends in this sport, bro, the list isn't as long as you would think. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And not only is it a short list, but to have had the opportunity to have a legend uh, around as long as we did and to really be able to soak in the prime of their career like we did with this gentleman that we're getting ready uh, to discuss. And let me just say that it was truly an honor. Uh, it's like those of us who can say that we saw Michael Jordan's career from beginning to end. Those who will eventually be able to say that they saw LeBron James's career from beginning to end. Tom Brady from beginning to end. I think we could say the exact same thing and put this gentleman in that same light. You can see uh, that there's an energy uh, in the building here tonight, figuratively speaking, uh, of excitement, but also of sadness, bro. Because nobody likes to lose their hero. And I know for a lot of us, pro pro wrestlers are are no different than Spider-Man, Superman, and Batman to others. There are heroes, they're the guys that we look up to, they're the ones that inspire us to do the things that are outside of our comfort zone. And I have to ask this question, Richard, did you have anybody that you look up to that inspired you the way that our recently deceased hero, pro wrestling hero, Razor Ramon did for so many millions and millions of chicos and chicas out there? Uh, in all seriousness, uh, Vince McMahon, without a doubt. And that's not a, that's not I a word. That. I can see that. Yeah, you know, like you got a trailer park story of the guy, you know, all this, you know, sexual abuse he went through and everything else that uh, did become a billionaire in anything or become a hundred millionaire or anything is uh, fantastic. And to to create a monopoly and an empire for such a long period of time, that's even more impressive. And to be braggadocious about it is uh, what makes it even more, uh, you know, kind of the American story there. So uh, that's definitely uh, my 
my version of uh, of the, you know a lot of our listeners, Scott Hall. All right, so we do have to do this um, tonight instead of playing our typical high spots segment music, which is provided to us custom made by the one and only Titan, aka DJ Money. I'm actually going to play a short clip, and as I play this clip, I'm going to bring on one of our resident hosts of the Russell Talk podcast, the one, the only, the illustrious Sunny Money Mayo, and then we'll give him the opportunity immediately after this short clip that I'm going to show to comment and kind of lead off the conversation for high spots today concerning Razor Ramon and really anything else that you guys want to talk about here in the world of professional wrestling. High spots, obviously, you know, with on days like this, we're going to probably tend to stick to a certain topic. But the bottom line is that this show, this segment at least, belongs to the fans. So if you guys want to talk about anything else going on, Austin uh, versus uh, uh, Kevin Owens, you guys want to talk about Brock and Roman, you guys want to talk AEW, you're absolutely more than welcome to do that. So let me bring this man on, and then we'll go ahead and play that clip. So, Sonny, say hello to the people, my friend. What's up, fam? What's up, WrestleTalk Podcast? What's up, Night Owl? Dick Douglas, glad to see you back, buddy. Your comments say otherwise. Yeah, I know. I just got to keep it going, bro. You know what I mean? Hey, once they start going in, I just kind of join along. So, why, Renee? Why are you smiling? Uh, well, because I, I know, like. I, I give you the business. I gotta be honest. Serious I, here. I like. But I was assaulted. <laughs> I was assaulted out of nowhere, and uh, oh, you man. know, I think it's all great. We're having a good time. Everyone's smiling. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get used to it, man. Come on, bro. Come on, come on. If you can't take the heat, get That's out of the just... kitchen. That's terrible. the old saying, man. It exists for a reason. Well, that's just anyway, terrible. I could watch you two guys banter forever, but we've got to pay our respects mm-hmm. to the late great Razor Ramon, ladies and gentlemen. Join us as we play this short video for you. Sonny, you know, when you took me to my first independent show, bro, so many years ago here in Kansas City at Metro Pro Wrestling, I I found like a new love for the sport that I never had before. Now, I wasn't lucky as you to have that same passion as a little kid, but I know this guy was one of the reasons that you developed that passion so early on in your life, bro. Kick us off here. We got Mark Bland coming up here in, in a little bit under 10 minutes. But we got to hit it, man. It's the topic of the pro wrestling world, and, and I couldn't think of a better guy to uh, to come on with us and help us kind of kick off this conversation, bro, if you don't mind. Yeah, and, you know, unfortunately in the professional wrestling business, we, we lose wrestlers uh, at an early age way too often. And, you know, I think it hits us wrestling fans more than the common public because we're wrestling fans. So these are guys that we grew up seeing and, grew up watching so anytime that i always see a celebrity past or a musician past you know it's 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 a sad deal um and then anytime a wrestler passed it always tugs at the heart a little bit more but when this news came across about scott hall um as a shoot man it, 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 it and i almost want to tear up talking about it now 
Um, it hit me more than any celebrity death or wrestler death. So let me give you guys a little backstory here. Yeah, I'm under the moniker Sonny Mayo, Sonny Money Mayo. My name is Stephen Mayo. I grew up in Northeast Philadelphia. My dad took me to my very first WWF show in 1992 with the Spectrum. And the first wrestler that I can remember that gave me chills and had locked eyes on was Razor Ramon. And throughout the years, my love for professional wrestling is always tied back to Razor Ramon, to Scott Hall. He is my all-time favorite wrestler. I cannot count the hours upon hours upon hours I have been in my room and listened to his theme song and done his mannerisms and also have gone out in public and done his mannerisms. I mean, even today as my shoot job, I am a truck driver. I sat there and listened to his Razor Ramon WWF theme, the NWO theme, his Fuji's theme that he came out ready or not. And as a hip hop fan, seeing him do that at 13 years old was something that it was, it was amazing. I've for the past 36 hours, my YouTube has been filled with Scott Hall matches, promos, shoot interviews. My wallpaper is now Scott Hall. My Facebook profile is me in an NWO shirt. Obviously, Scott Hall was one of the three creators of the NWO. Um, we lost a titan in this sport of professional wrestling. This is a guy, him alone. He's the one who started guaranteed contracts. If it wasn't for him in 1996, and he was the first one to do it, Kevin Nash followed shortly behind just a couple weeks later. But if it was not for Scott Hall, who knows where this industry would be at today? Who knows if we'd be even doing WrestleTalk podcast every Tuesday night like we do? Scott Hall has gave more to this business than any wrestler that I can think of because – if you are a diehard professional wrestling fan, and I imagine you are because you're tuning into the greatest pod wrestling podcast on social media, I have seen nothing but stories upon stories upon stories on Facebook and Twitter about everybody's personal experiences with Scott Hall, and they've all been positive and how much he's gave to the business and keeps giving to the business. So one last time for the bad guy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inducing me, introducing me to professional wrestling. Thank you so much for being a father figure to me when I wasn't, I didn't have that father figure around. My dad was barely around. He was the guy I looked up to. I was the geek. I was the out, uh, black sheep of the family, but he made it, he made it for me to want to be cool. So I got a little bit of Scott Hall in my shoe personality. And that's because of him. So Scott Hall, rest in peace, and I hope to see you up there in the pearly gates. Sonny, hey, sorry about that. Hey, thank you so much for that heartfelt sentiment, man. Uh, I knew if there was a guy, like I said before, that we needed to have on to get an honest and real perspective on this uh, tragic situation, it was going to be you, man, especially because I'd known you forever and you've always said it, bro, Scott Hall has been, is, and always will be your guy, bro, so I knew that this, to you, was almost like losing a father figure, man, because as far as growing up, this guy 
was like a role model to guys like you and myself yep. as kids. And, you know, his legacy will live on forever. And that's the beauty that we can preserve it and remember it. But quite honestly, you know, it's a, it's a tragic loss for the role of professional wrestling. And, and, and off that note, um, Dick, I got to get your perspective, man. You heard what Sonny had to say. That was super heartfelt, super hard to follow up on. But how do you feel about this whole deal, man? Because it's definitely been heartbreaking. For sure. Uh, you know, uh, and it's one of those things where I, unlike Sonny, I'm a little bit younger, so I don't, um, Scott Hall wasn't the guy I grew up with. But, I, you know, it's like any idol, whether or not it's in professional wrestling, whether or not it's, uh, you know, hell, even the mailman that might've brought in you, you know, something and did something for you that changed your life as a child that maybe, you know, you carry with you forever. Maybe that's your hero. You know, everyone has that person and, every, you know, whether it's in professional wrestling, especially uh, it seems like uh, uh, that's more of the case than, uh, than anything else, because that was an outlet for so many young you know kids and still is right to, you know, have that, you know, father figure to have that escape for the bully at school, to have so many of those things that, that affect a child's life, that affect hell anyone's life, no matter, fr quite frankly, what age you are. Um, the only thing uh, that uh, that kind of bothered me about the whole thing was I feel like certain people uh, were taking advantage of a, of a very sad situation. And uh, that's kind of, and, and not uh, so much of the, you know, the rest in peace, you know, tweets or, you know, what have you, but the, the tweets basically insinuating uh, he he didn't kick out you know way too early before that call was even made and to kind of uh, to spearhead rumors and to you know start sparking almost a for you know a wildfire uh, on social media was so unpleasant and it was just uh, to me I think it wasn't uh, what anyone wanted to see for anybody I don't care who it was uh, but other than that uh, you know like Sonny you just said just the the role model you know esque figure not a lot of Scott Halls will ever be in in the ring again and. Uh, the fact that, uh, you know, we even had Scott for as long as we did after, you know, such a, a, you know, an experienced full life, you know, there was definitely no shortcuts in Scott's life uh, and, and not to be, uh, you know, funny about it or to be, you know, a, the jerk or to be the heel, but just to be, you know, honest, uh, you know, I think, and that's something at the end of the day, no matter what we want to do in our lives uh, to not take, you know, any shortcuts. And that's definitely something he didn't do. And I think that's no matter what, if he was somebody you grew up with, if he was somebody you just kind of follow, fell along with, you know, later in life watching YouTube videos, uh, you know, as a younger generation, then, uh, you know, that's that's the message, in my opinion. Well, Sonny, I'm going to let you have the last word here because we are up against it. We have to bring uh, Mark Bland on, man. I guess that we've been excited to bring back on the show. Longtime member of the WrestleTalk family. Uh, the dude is well-known, respected, but also highly controversial. Can't wait to talk to him. But, Sonny, you saw the message from Herb. And it's cool. And again, another reason why I knew that you had to absolutely be a part of this segment today, bringing those tidbits to the forefront. And even the the legendary promoter, Herb Simmons, uh, giving you know a tip of the cap to Sonny Money uh, for bringing up the fact that Scott had so much to do, not only with his amazing talent and stories that he told inside the ring, but kind of how he helped change the business, man, from a business perspective. Absolutely something incredible that not many people can lay claim to, I would say. Yeah, and I'll just kind of leave it off at this, gentlemen. Um, when we lost Macho Man Randy Savage back in 2011, it didn't even get as much publicity as it is getting now. Um, this is being shared with ABC World News. I mean, all you got to do is Google Scott Hall, and it's crazy how many uh, all over the world how it's, how it's getting covered about his death. So it shows you the impact that he had 
on the screen. And I think his impact was even better and bigger uh, off the screen. So, gentlemen, I'm going to be here. Hold, for on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go, Uh-oh. is that even your house where those cops after you? Uh, can you give us an update? Oh, on come on. <laughs> Seriously? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, no, I deserve that, Dick Douglas. And you know what? I'm just all love. Hey, man, no, it is all love, man. And I'm sorry I sent out that mass email saying that Dick Douglas is the reason for these gas prices in America right now. So uh, maybe I can get, get rid of that. I don't Got know. We'll see, what, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But, gentlemen, I'll be here for Mark Land. I'll be here for AK to ref. And, and just to toss it out here, man, hey, when you're NWO, you're NWO for life. Night out, Dick Douglas. Thank you very much, fellas. Peace, brother. Boom. Wow, Sunny Money with the mic drop at the end. What, did you think you were going to get over on the old Paisan? Come on now. Oh, come on, that was good. That, that was, was so good. good. <laughs> well, was... guess what, brother? We, mainly you, get to do an introduction now. Do you remember how to do this? It's no. been a while. It has been a while. I don't do <laughs> ring announcing. I don't do commentating. I'm here to be a political leader. But I will do an introduction. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor, sir. It is time for our first Featured guest of the evening, Richard Douglas, we'll let you do your introduction. We've got a little bit of music we'll play, then we'll bring the man on. Go for it. This man, been a part of the professional wrestling scene for over two decades, joining the program once again, a man trained in an historic venue, one of the most historic in St. Louis, the South Broadway Athletic Club. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the program, a friend of the show, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Bland. What's going on, guys? How are we doing? Sorry, you know, Renee just throws tasks on me. Oh, that's okay. I had to go off my head there. And Come I, on, know, man. I you just... got to be able to roll with the punches, Chico. You know, like Canelo, beep, beep, beep. You got to be ready, man. Mark Bland, welcome back to the show, my man. Thank you for being here. Thank Good you. Good night, Al. Dick Douglas, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really do appreciate you guys taking the time out of your busy schedules to allow me to come around. Would you look at this? Two St. Louis media moguls in the room with little old night owl at the exact same time i gotta kick it off with the first question mark you keep your eyes on the sport that you've been around for a quite a long time what exactly is is peaking your interest obviously you heard the conversation thank you for waiting patiently backstage the loss of razor man of of, of scott hall yeah. somebody who i think you probably had the, the the benefit of watching the majority of if not all his career Bro, initial thoughts, did it did it hit you in a certain place? Because I know you're busy doing a lot of other no. big things in the world of media, but I know you're a fan at heart, brother. So how does, how does it hit home with you? So um, I've seen a lot of names over here in the chat, and I, I know a lot of people in the St. Louis as well as Kansas City wrestling scene, but I can tell you this. Back in 1997 when I first started pro wrestling, when I first started training with South Broadway, uh, one of the main reasons I even got into this business was simply for the fact that the Monday Night Wars were happening. It brought the thing that I love the most back to my heart, and I watched in 96. What was that? Let me see. Let me hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I do have a recollection, maybe middle of the year. Is right. Scott Hall debuted in WCW? 96? About a year before? Maybe a little over a year before I started? 
And um, so it's still it, fresh news at the it time. Was, so. Well, it wasn't even about the fresh news. It was still the early days of the NWO. We're still we, we just had the Hogan turn. Finally, you know what I'm saying? We just had a lot of things going down. And as we get into the middle of 97 and into late 97, when I start going down and, and trying to train and talking to Tony Costa and, and guys like Herb Simmons himself, who was uh, working with Tony at the time, um, you know, Scott Hall and those guys, they were the ones running the business. They were the ones bringing it back. It was what brought TNT back to dominance, TBS. Like, people started to notice these things. WCW was coming around. So there wasn't a lot of people that are even watching this. this there are so many pro wrestlers that were still in either elementary school or hadn't been born yet when I was being influenced by Scott Hall and wanting to get into this business. And I'm I'm a six-foot-four dude. Like, I'm a bigger dude, like, not as big as Razor and those guys. And I met Scott a few times. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you, so guy. you met him. I met Kevin. You know, Not, I, not I a lot of people have had the pleasure to say that they met Scott Hall. How was that? Did You know, they say the aura certain guys have. Because I met uh, Ron Simmons. And sure. for those who have ever met Ron, you know Ron's kind of got that aura. Super cool. But you know, back in his day, he'll beat the shit out of you, boy. Of you can already tell. <laughs> the first time I, uh, I, I met... Uh, Scott Hall in passing at a smaller show that I happened to be at. And this was probably like 98, 99-ish, probably 98. Uh, but the the real time I met him, uh, the, or I'm sorry, that was the second time I met him. The first time I met him was actually uh, in Las Vegas. It's the Vegas. famous uh, WCW Nitro show where Kevin Nash fought against uh, uh, Booyaka Booyaka, the dude. Um, uh, Ray Mysterio. Mysterio. But yeah. he threw him, remember he went outside and threw him up against the side of the, the, the semi truck over and over that show. I was there and I happened to run into him and Macho Man, uh, Scott Hall and Macho Man, uh, right outside of uh, the one. There's a restaurant based off of like uh, the one clothing gear. I don't think that the restaurant exists anymore. All right. But anyway, it was it was right by the venue and stuff like that. We went to go get dinner after the show. They happened to go through there and I, I got to meet him, talk to him for about 10 minutes while we were waiting out front. Just kind of hanging out and, and chatting, and I was dope. I wasn't even a pro wrestler yet. I wasn't even training yet. Like that was before I I was wrestling. My, my second time was a smaller show. Where I was already wrestling. And stuff, but. So so at the moment, since you weren't like really knee deep into wrestling, did right. you did you I was kind of capture oh, the moment? Like how okay you yeah, were a fan a already? Fan. Yeah, did you understand yeah, how big course. that was? Like, I'm watching these guys every Monday night on TV. Okay, gotcha. They're bringing the business back to the prominence. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, gotta, you gotta realize by the time I meet him. Like we've already had Austin turn over in WWE. He's now uh, Stone Cold. Like that's already starting to build up and become its thing, and, and it's becoming astronomical and, and popular. And it's or, or actually at this point, by late '97, it already is there. Like he's already the man in WWE. So like, yeah, this is a very like not only strong time that the business is building at that time, as far as what eventually would lead to everything that we all know of today. Right. And basically, I'm just like CM Punk at that time. I'm just like all your the Miz. I'm just like all those guys. We're just watching Scott Hall and NWO and all that do their thing, and we're not even wrestlers yet. We're just thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of other uh, independent wrestlers who are really, really respected and well known that weren't even wrestlers really yet at that time. But they were also fans like me, just watching the business. Man, that's so. that's incredible. And and I know it's hard to put things into perspective, but you're a radio guy, so this is kind of what you get paid to do. Yeah. So if you and you're in, in 24 hours removed or whatever it is. If, if you had to put your finger on what, what it was that he did to leave his mark, like what will Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall's legacy be in your book, Mark? Interesting. Um, 
I, you know, I can't really disagree with your guest you had on right before me. I didn't I catch it. I'm sorry. I didn't remember his name. Sunny Money. Sunny Money. Sunny Money. Yeah. Shout out. Uh, when he, uh, when he said that the, the idea of changing the business, the, the, the idea of taking a shot when no one else would, you know, uh, I've had my own fair share of times being blackballed or even being looked down upon as somebody that people don't want to work with in the business and making decisions that, uh, benefited, what I thought were the best moves for me at the time. Maybe others didn't believe that or feel that way. Um, and I've, you know, I've, I've had my own fair trials and tribulations on a smaller, you know, scale than Razor Ramon did. But at the same point, like I know exactly how it feels to, to take a shot like that and to, you know, possibly have it blow up in your face. He took a shot and it didn't. And not only did it not blow up in his face, it blew up. Like it took off like a rocket ship. And then on top of that, not only did he make one of the, Think about this. His move is what leads to everything else. Without his move, there's nothing else. There is no, I'm going to call Kev. I'm going to get him on the phone. I'm going to talk to Sean. I'm going to talk to, to, to Paul. I'm going to talk to this guy. You know, like none of that happens. I'm not going to talk up to New York and try to figure out if I can get any of my boys to come with me. Like none of that happens. There's no idea that the world new world order would be even become a thing. Too sweet doesn't even become, become like, do you see what I'm saying? Like without that first move. So if there is a moment aside from his famous ladder match that we all love, do you see what I'm saying? Right. Um, I would say that that is what, that's where like, like the pipe bomb for CM Punk. Right. It would be the night that he debuts on WCW Nitro and everybody's like, he's still under contract with WWE. Like you got to remember this is before the internet. Like we don't have the internet guys. We don't have anything <laughs> we got going on right no, now. Like yeah. back then, Different time. it was like this dude just showed up and he's working for Vince. <laughs> What's he going to do? And then when Kevin Nash showed up, we're like, oh, man, these dudes are going to wreck house. They're bigger than everybody on that entire roster. Like this is real. That is the – listen, The la- there's a movie called The Last Days of Disco, and it's about like the last days of like, you know, Studio 54 and all that. Those were the true last days of the old way of wrestling. Like before the internet dirt sheets, before Dave Meltzer (laughs) finds three kids with a lollipop to even like comment on his stuff. Like all of the, before all of that, this happened. Do you see what I'm saying? Like that's, it's important. Like that's an important thing. So yeah. Yeah. That that was, uh, that was mind blowing to a lot of people at that time. And that's what really drew people in. Now they'll tell you Stone Cold's going to debut at a WrestleMania. Yeah. Before they wouldn't tell you at all. He'd oh. show up number 17 in the rumble right. out of nowhere. And you'd be like, what? This is awesome. This is, this is it. I feel like I saw chills, Royal Rumble. Man. I used to get it the does chills give you chills. I remember yeah. my last favorite Royal Rumble. My last favorite one is when, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy with the sock, uh, the Cobra. Uh, Mick Foley. No, not Mick. No, Santino Morello. Santino, when Santino got to the last two, I really thought that they were going to give this dude a shot. Like he was popular, things were going well. I really thought they were going to. And guess what? Even though the internet existed at that time, nobody had even given the thought that a Santino would make it to the last two. I love that. It reminds me of when a Scott Hall or a Kevin Nash shows up out of the blue and we didn't have any clue it was going to happen. And then throwing title belts away and the trash can and this, like, Dude, that was awesome. It was awesome. It was absolutely legendary. And I want to give uh, Richard Douglas an opportunity to jump in here. But something you said to me really stuck out. And I think it's something we can correlate maybe a little bit to your career, career, Mark. You said controversy, not being afraid to take that chance, being able to take those risks. And when you think of Scott Hall, you think about the ladder match. You think about 
being a character based on a really, really dark character. Because anybody who knows and has heard some of the stories from Scott Hall, His you know that that, that, yeah, that that character Hall. wasn't even loosely related to Scarface. It no, basically you, was, was what I was going to say. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. He's Scott Hall. His yeah. last name is Hall. Not Rodriguez. <laughs> not Martinez. That's right. His name is Scott Hall. <laughs> and at a time period in history where we were allowed to get away with something like that, right? Today? Yeah. Hey, listen. They took that stuff with The Rock. Remember the video of him talking to whoever, that meme over the last few months, and it was him talking. Uh, he was doing the Ching Chong, that thing. where he's like, okay. And look at how sensitive they are about that. Today, oh, he would be culturally appropriating. Yeah, absolutely. John Hall would be culturally sure. appropriating in 2022. That's why you said earlier too that, that it's kind of the last of a of a dying breed. Oh yeah, the, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. And it sucks to be able to, to be losing these OGs. But but I want to correlate it again to, to something that reminds me of you. So during this whole time, right, these last couple of days that the news came out, like I guess there was a moment uh, where some fans got really pushy with X Pac, and then they started to say to him. I, mean, I don't know if you saw this on social media. They were getting real pushy, and they were like demanding information. And he said, you don't demand, you don't deserve a, a fucking thing is basically what he told the fans. Because the fans were like pushing him for more information. Give us an update. Give us an update. You being kind of on, on that side of things to a certain point. I know you said yeah. something about being blackballed at a certain point in your sure. career as well. How frustrating is that when people are on the outside looking in, demanding something of you without actually knowing all the information? Going back to some of the... the well, it's the a different nation. time period. That, right. That's the thing. The internet wrestling community and the internet itself, social media specifically, opened up the world to everybody to talk to each other at the same time. And then now your favorite wrestler has a verified profile or whatever, and you could talk to them and they might talk back to you and stuff. Back when I started that, first off, uh, and Herb, Herb, if he's in the chat still, he can definitely verify this 100%. This was a fraternity. You had to earn your right into the fraternity. You had to. I had to sit on a bench for months on end waiting for my opportunity from Mr. Costa before I was allowed to get in there with John Blackheart or anybody and even start doing arm ringers or hip tosses or anything. Like I had to sit there and wait. Like it was a true fraternity. And the reason why is because back then, because there was that separation, the true kayfabe that we were always like, we love to throw the word kayfabe around nowadays, but for guys like me, that literally was a Cree. Like yeah. it's lost you know, his weight. Told, it's definitely I was lost some weight. Physically told to my face, do not watch Monday Night Raw. Do not watch WCW. Do not try to emulate what you see on TV. That is not what you're trying to do. You are trying to be you. You are working on being you. You will learn the moves yourself. You will find your own way in this business and you will make yourself who you are. That's what I was told to my face. Nowadays, you'll watch matches just to learn this move or that move and you watch it right. over and over just to watch it. Nope, none of that was allowed. And so we didn't do it. Even Orton, even Randy at that time when he first started, nope, nope. Like there was, it was just one of those, not that you couldn't watch tapes or learn. I'm just saying like the point was don't watch the current product. Like you're supposed to be fresh off the top of your head. Like whatever you bring to the table is what you bring to the table. As Herb said, it was a closed club. It Indeed. was a closed club and you had to earn your ride in. So if it was riding the pine for three months for me, I rode the pine for three months. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you know what? And we're trying to bring that back to life because can't everybody come up here? All due respect to the people that are like, yo, what's up, man? Bring me on the show. I'm like, bro, you know how many people we haven't gotten to yet? I love you, but you got to get something done in this business before you start trying to put a certain amount of light on yourself. 
pay your fucking dues. But I'm dues. old. I'm from a different time Pay your period, dues, man. exactly. But, but you know what I'm saying? saying it, right? man. You, you guys are here for me. straight from the horse's mouth. Dick Douglas, it's on you, baby. What do you got for the man? Oh, uh, you know, just uh, everyone kind of not to – I don't want to go too far away from the whole Scott Hall thing. Dick, I got a question for you. Hold on. I got a question for you. He said you're a media mogul just like me in St. Louis. What do you do? Tell everybody. Uh, you know <laughs> – I might have some uh, some work doing in the the uh, radio airwaves that Renee's supposed to keep off the record, and that's okay, you know. And, and we have to can you work social media presence? I didn't say nothing about radio, bro. I don't know what you're talking. Oh, about. with social media presence too. You know, I do that as well. Okay, uh, okay. I was just curious. I don't know. I, mean, oh, yeah. I love to meet new people. And this guy's the next me. Mark Bland. You don't even know it, bro. You're looking at yourself twenty years. Don't be that. No, 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 brother. Don't be that. Do not do that. Be you. Be you. <laughs> no thank you uh my question for you is uh, you know obviously st louis being one of the you know biggest hotbeds uh in the professional wrestling scene not just necessarily the independence but uh you know mainstream as well you've had a an opportunity to see it evolve throughout the last couple of decades and and you've seen it go through its peaks through its valleys um you know what did you uh, notice whenever maybe the business was a little bit down in this area? What was the uh, overall, you know, well-being of, of the wrestler? Were they Was it a, a matter of wrestling or was it a matter of the fans or was it just a matter of, you know, something different coming? When along? it was down? Are you, saying, you mean when it was in its down days or down periods? Uh, whenever it was in a down period, yeah. Whatever yeah. maybe was in a down period. What, what was the reason for that? Is that normally just a cycle thing or is that something that is attributed to, uh, you know, maybe the locker room or, or – or a factor within the business. St. Louis in itself uh, is made up of a bunch of people. Well, listen, guys, we're from Missouri, right? And what's the state motto? Show me. Show me. Yeah. Chip on my shoulder. Show me. Okay? Mm-hmm. I think that that's a lot of where this comes from for the St. Louis area. Uh, it might even you know, stream into the Kansas City area a little bit. I'm not sure. I, don't, I didn't wrestle a lot in Kansas City a few times, a couple times here and there for other small promotions, but nothing like major or anything like that. So um, I'm not sure exactly how it works up that way, but the state is very much show me. Like uh, if there's down periods, I think St. Louis kind of follows along with uh, trends in uh, professional wrestling nationwide because we are a hotbed, because right. you get guys like Orton or Evan Bourne or some of the other ones that are really well known nowadays. Uh, on that level. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. They come from here. Uh, whenever it's peaking and everybody's paying attention, St. Louis wrestling rises with it. When right. it's having its downtimes, St. Louis wrestling falls with it. But you know what? I really wanted to throw that back. That probably goes a lot back more to Sam Munchnik and, and, and how deep on the territory days St. Louis was and how much power it had in the territory days. And so because the territory kind of r- rose and fell with that, you know what I'm saying? I feel like right. that maybe a lot of the national scene rose and fell with how the territory side went. So it's, it just comes that way. It's, it's, that's how it's worked out. Like, and I feel like to answer your question, that is exactly uh, why in the downtimes it was the way it was. I don't think the wrestlers were down. I don't think there was any less talent. Right. I mean, guys, it's the same moves today as it was back then, except for now they want just to just a few more super kicks. Right. A few more super yeah, kicks. What do they call it? The Canadian destroyer. They want to, do like a pile driver bounce flip thing now, except for just doing the pile driver and killing the guy. Like I'd rather just kill the guy and not worry about the flip part. Right. <laughs> you see my point? Like that's right. the only difference between the sport. You still have characters. You still have people that got to get over. You still got to show me a move that's dope or, or two. You got to show me that you got skills in that ring. And by the way, last summer I went down to Dynamo Pro 
And I've been trying to make a comeback in the game of pro wrestling. Uh, I want my children, my nine-year-old, actually 10 years old now, and my 13-year-old, I want them to see me wrestle a match inside of a ring at least one time. I don't even care if it's curtain jerk match. I don't care if I win or lose. I just want to them to see their dad wrestle in a ring. You see what I'm saying? And uh, so I went down and started training. And, man, let me tell you something. I've lost a step. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had Camaro Jackson, and they're throwing me around. We were, we was having a good time, but, man. Yeah, the, a- A.K.A. the quad fire. I'm just saying, quad father is throwing me around. Mike Allaw's over there, like, scratching his head going, man, this is the guy I remember. Why is this guy back in here? What happened to Mark Glenn? Everybody's sitting there. Even Jim's over there scratching his head going, I don't even know why this guy showed up today. Like, it was it was rough. But at the same point, man, it was fun. I had a lot, a lot of fun. I met a lot of good 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 people. And uh, I always have, I, you know, I'm, I, I might've gotten blackballed for the way I used to be when I was 19. Okay. And yeah, I made right. decisions that were bad in this day. I'm 46 now. Right. I'm a dad with two kids. I'm a radio broadcaster. My not a pro wrestler. I didn't go down that road specifically anymore after, you know, 06, 07. So, I mean, I had the match in 2009, but beyond that, like I still worked with different organizations, but beyond that, like I, I haven't really been in the ring as a wrestler. So Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's something I tried to play around with last year, and it it, uh, it it taught me a lot. Taught me a lot about who I am right now. I can tell you that. Well, kudos right. to you for trying again, uh, Dick. Did you want to hit the question? Yeah, let's the, uh, let's get the fan response, uh, the the viewer question in there. Uh, who do you think uh, on TV is uh, is this talent specific or is this manager included? You think, Renee? Uh, I'm not really sure. Just who do I uh, you know, is a wrestler on TV today that truly understands the inner workings of the business? Right. Okay. Right now, guys, aside from Jericho, right? Aside from Jericho and a couple other people, you got Randy. Randy understands the business behind the scenes, the politics, how it works, as well as outside. I mean, I mean, me and Orton still talk. Like, we still chop it up here and there. Not all the time because our lives. But it's nice to but know yeah, he keeps like, the St. Louis roots, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I do like, like that oh, definitely. About like, I, I'll say this. Here's what I'll say. Okay. I saw when that those RKO out of nowhere videos started coming out a few years ago, right? And everybody was like, oh, yeah. Here's what's really funny. I remember the first time he ever wanted to try that move, and he's like, oh, I, I want to I have a finisher of some sort. Now, he was trying different finishers, all kinds of different finishers, but we tried to do diamond cutters that day in the gym. It's 1999. <laughs> this guy hasn't even called it an RKO yet, and he's already given them to me. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I yeah, these lots of things, man. Uh, people like him. So the, anyone who's been in there a long time, AJ Styles, for sure. AJ Styles understands the inner workings of this business. Anybody who's working for Vince, truly, anybody who's been working for Vince longer than five years. Let's just let's put that, that caveat on, okay? Right. You work for Vince for five years or more, all right? You're going to understand the inner workings of this business. Even guys that didn't work for him for five years or more but are still successful in the business, like Matt Seidel, understands the inner workings of, of this business. His brother understands the inner workers. Like, there's a lot of no one makes it to that. Guys, have you ever seen the videos of when an NBA player decides to go hit a like a local park or whatever, and then like they'll videotape this dude just bawling out on everyone. Yeah, bench go, guys are that's everybody. how good yeah. you have to be to sit on the bench at the level of the NBA. Okay, cool. Same rule for pro wrestling. It is an athletic sport. You have to have an athletic background, and anyone who's sitting on any of those benches. Do not get it twisted. They understand this business. Now, the younger people still have some of the politicking to learn about behind the scenes. Right. But as far as in the business, they're good. 
They're good at what they do or they wouldn't be sitting there. These guys are not going to waste their money. Tony Khan, Vince, they're not going to waste their money on people that ain't good. And that even goes to PWG, Game Changer, all those guys. They're not going to waste their money on it. Golf up in Kansas City, not going to waste his money on it unless you're good at what you do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, these people understand this business. And there's a lot of them. And they don't always work at the highest level. And sometimes they used to and they don't anymore. So, yeah, there's a lot. As far as TV goes, those would be people. Yo, my man asked for one. Mark Blair's like, love it. No, dude, you're the man. This is why you got a blue check mark, my guy. This is why you got a blue check mark. Come on, come on. That's that's dope shit. I got a blue check mark because I got charisma. People don't understand the it factor in this business, man. It doesn't matter if it's media and broadcasting or what was wrestling. Like, you just got an it factor. Maybe it's my mouth. Maybe I just talk too much. That's very possible, too. A lot of people told me. <laughs> Douglas can relate. <laughs> Not true. See, this is the, this is what we go through. Uh, it takes away from the programming. Um, you know, Renee, and quite oh, frankly, Oh, shut your disgusting. mouth, baby. I like Dick Douglas. This guy's yeah. on it, man. He's like, listen, you Thank need to you. shut up, Night Owl. We got business over here to take care of, and you're not helping. Thank you. either of you. I have my mug. Thank you very oh, much. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, who is it by, Renee? Uh, let's get another sponsor. And let's oh, get that's right. Wrestle me. Talk Podcast mug. We did the science for you, so don't worry about doing the research. But proven to make any beverage taste 17.5% more delicious, courtesy of our friends yeah. over at Rathbun Engraving, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. You already know what to do. Ah, ah, ah. You know the vibes. Go ahead, Dick. Next question. All right. Who do you think right now, uh, St. Louis just specifically, uh, what uh, what local talent is, is, the, is the next one, do you think? That, out? Uh, mm, good okay. question. Uh, I'll give you some names. Uh, now, I'll, I'll, I'll give you names across the board. You know what I'm saying? I like a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. I understand some people are at different points in their career than others, but at the same point, I like Ricky Cruz. Ricky's a veteran. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's really, really good in the ring, really solid, teaches the guys really well. I like him a lot. Um, Outlaw. I like Mike Outlaw. I've liked my, uh, Mike Outlaw since the day he started at Dynamo when I was there and, and, and helping run that stuff. Uh, Mike's always been really, really talented and, uh, I like him. I like Camaro. I like Camaro a lot. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. Uh, he's got the right size and look. He's really good in the ring. I've been in there with him. Like I told you, so I like him too. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the different, uh, you know, there's a guy who keeps calling me out, Uh oh, but not really calling me out. Like he kind of like dabbles and runs away because when he gets into the ring with a guy like me, even on my boring days where I'm just like, you know, nursing an ankle injury and maybe had a heart attack the day before i'm still gonna beat him within three minutes of getting in the ring like i'm gonna stretch him out fast but you're gonna name drop right we got it we gotta have a name he's talking trash to me you know damian blade he's always talking trash the butcher he thinks he's gonna do something with his kill floor hey listen we've had him on the show do you know i mean do I you're Mark Bland. I know you're going to do your homework, but I mean, yeah. he's a legit guy in the business, bro. He's a legit guy in the business. Yeah, he's going to have to look up to me just like the rest of them by the way God intended. Do you see my point? Like, I had to look up to Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. So there are certain people that have to look up to me. You know, it's, it, God, you're not going to get any taller any quicker. So you're still going to be looking up to me when we when we get face to face. That's just how the game works. Get toasty. These blue here. check marks. Always talking that trash. That's what the guy just said. Blue check marks. Those blue check marks. Yeah. No, I'm just listen. Hey, listen. Like, like I said, I, I, I still love the business. I'd love to get in there. You know, if this guy wants to tangle it up with me, you know, he's talked a few things to me. He said a few things. We've had words back and forth. It's not 
it's been nothing serious. Not like he showed up in my house and then wanted to like hang out in the backyard on the trampoline and show me how to do a suplex. Well, Sonny Money did to that guy's house. We don't even know if it was Sonny's house. Oh, come on. Stop that. Be honest. The way that this Damien guy talks recklessly about me, right. that was probably the cops going to his house trying to wow. catch up. Wow. You guys are both out here. Going well, way too true, deep on these guys. No, Come no. on, fellas. No, but you said other other people that were really talented. I like Tootie Lynn. I think Tootie Lynn's a really talented sure. female wrestler from the St. Louis mm-hmm. area. She did really she does really good. Um yeah, shout out to her. She was on NWA recently, Black Wrestlers Matter. Hey, you know, Tootie. there's Incredible. a I like uh I like Shane. He goes by the um God dang it. I always forget his name off the top of my head. Just give us some clues, man. The the, the listeners will what? Petrovic. Oh, Shane, yeah, that's a big boy, man. That's what I'm PT, talking about. I like PT him Beckham. That's PT Beckham. Beckham. PT Beckham. I like yeah, PT yeah, yeah. Beckham. I like PT. Yeah. I think PT's talented. It. I think the kid understands it. He listens to people. Yeah, he got a raw deal along with a lot of other people at uh from a different organization that people don't necessarily find fond of from many years ago. That's fine, uh, but he does at the, the work. same point. I have no no like dogs in those discussions or anything, but I like PT. Yeah. I like PT. I think PT's good. Hey, Herb Simmons at PT, so come on now. You know, you don't need I've, actually, I've actually locked up with guys like Frodo the Ghost. Frodo solid. Yo, yo, let me ask you a question. You're saying, in the music. Like, these are good Wait. wrestlers that not everybody always knows or talks about. Like, Can you go bar for bar with Frodo? I heard you might have a little freestyle in your bag. No, I, I heard a rumor, me, man. man. No, I'm a horrible rapper. You don't oh, okay, want me okay. rapping. I worked in the music industry for many years in the hip-hop game, and, and yeah, like on that side of things, I can be helpful, but like, you don't want to hear me rap. I'm horrible. Maybe you can get Jonathan May to fill in for you. You know like what I'm Renee. saying? Your, your John right. May. Uh, Renee, look at you more. throwing out the names. John Come on, no, you know, you know we're going. Okay. That's because he's on Wikipedia. I see no. him typing right now. I don't know how to Did spell you see that. that oh, you're serious? How do you spell yeah. that? Yeah. Listen, you guys want to hear a funny story? Yes. Uh, there were people so jealous that there was a Wikipedia about me back in the day. that <laughs> the, 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 the Wrestlers. Wrestlers, uh, we'll get into the details, but uh, went behind the scenes and went out of their way to get it taken down because they couldn't handle the fact that there was a Wikipedia about me. Wow, that's your story. That's just like, wow. like you, that, that's what I'm saying. You guys talk the about pettiness and this, that, and the other. <laughs> right. I got a million stories of petty, we don't <laughs> need to get into them. I'm just saying, like, I have them, right. Uh, Herb Simmons says, Ke- uh, Kevin Sullivan said that PT Beckham is the future of the business. Let me tell you something if I could have chose somebody. To like train me, Kevin Sullivan would have been at the top of that list, along with maybe uh, anybody from the Freebirds or uh, Terry Gordy too. Like, yeah, I would love to have learned from P.S. Hayes or Terry Gordy or any of those. Kevin Sullivan, those guys were fantastic. And if Kevin Sullivan's saying P.T. Beckham's the future of professional wrestling, take that to the bank, run with it a little bit. This guy will make it. He'll get somewhere. I promise you. These guys are all going to get somewhere eventually. They're talented. Even if you don't, even if you don't, hey, there are guys waiting. Listen, Kyle O'Reilly worked around the Midwest and through St. Louis and a bunch of areas for a long, long time, and nobody really talked about his name whatsoever. And before you know it, he was in ROH, then in NXT. Now he's starring in AEW. Like, you don't even have to be the name everyone knows. You can still get there. I want all the wrestlers out there listening to know. You don't have to be the name everyone knows. You can still get there. So don't then, give up. Uh, yeah, and on top of that, Renee, too. Hell, look at uh, Reggie, you know, uh, St. Louis native, kicking ass and taking names right now in the, in the main so level. True. So true. There you go. Stuck so, around. Uh, 
it's all it's all around us. Yeah, store. that's the guy I didn't know the name of like from a few weeks ago. Somebody brought his name up and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't even know who that is. And then I had to go look him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly yeah. who's with the Reggie guy. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, yeah, it's, it's been uh, what don't try to cut me off for now. Hey, hey, I, I got questions love, too, man. Bro. Go ahead. I, I love talking to Mark, man. No, it's okay. Uh, you See, know, because I, I'm right now in my professional broadcast setup here, Rich. I can always go into my sexy voice. You know what oh, I'm man. saying? Cut that out. Cut that out. Voice. That's right. All hey, you hey. ladies out there. It sounded like Renee a couple weeks ago. What are you talking about? Whenever man? your what microphone you... failed and you try, you know, you were working real hard, and it, you know, you try to sound like Mary White. Uh oh! Now he's got it. Look at him. Godly voice as well. Yeah, he's got that P six hundred. I see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you. By the way, big shout out, real quick, to the sponsors of the Wrestle Talk podcast. That's right, because Mark Bland knows how we do business around here. Everything Combat, King Cade, Esports Bar, KC, I seventy Sports Media. Mark, you should really check those guys out. They do good work. We're Mills Sports. I know them. Oh, they're great guys. Shout out to Jeremy Carp and the boys. Out yeah. of France, you know. You know what it is. Uh, Painter's Dream Production helping us with the website. Me, Fiesta KC, Party, party Rentals, Nobleman's Barber Lounge. Uh, Dig, you might want to see them, bro. You got to get that mess lined up. I don't know what you got going on. Looking like at least Richie I Cunningham have here. in 2022. Uh, make sure you guys ask for Pete the Barber. And last but not least, the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. Yeah, bro, why are you walking around here looking like Richie Cunningham in, in 2022, bro? Come on, man. Update your haircut. Are you serious is he right now? Really giving you trouble, Richard? Like, what is going on? He misses on? work, bro. He misses work. And I'm Mexican. You can't talk to me with the hat. We don't miss work, bro. This dude is in frames, bro. When you say get he misses work, that. Renee, before we get off of here, because you can go as long as you want. Tell me, before you say like misses work, explain. Just give us a little context. Okay, background. well, okay. So uh uh three weeks ago. Uh, um, he had allegedly scheduled a day off that I was not informed of to go on a date with a Hollywood starlet, which has not yet been confirmed. Okay? okay. I think this is just more nonsense from his media team. And then two weeks ago, he yeah, went to listen to that bumbling idiot, Joe Biden, during the State of the Union address. I mean, why did would you even waste your time and go there? Are you serious? Richard, did so you cool. listen to Joe Biden? How? No. I'm just asking, did you listen to him? I did. I will. I was. I had you like what he had to say? Uh, you know, I'm indifferent. I'm about I'm about growth of the wrestling industry. You know, as long as it pertains to the industry, you know, that's what I truly care about. See, this is what I'm saying, Mark. That's I can't fine. get a straight answer from this well, guy. No, 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 no. Listen, it's listen. Richard is dude. keeping it on focus. This is a wrestling business. This Thank is you. wrestling. This is not about politics. Exactly. Very few moderates like me who pull from both sides, who like Joe Biden, but also like some Trump stuff. They're, they're, they're very few and far between in Missouri. Sure. You got you to gotta show you gotta show love to the ones that do right. love that. Well, and yes. too, on top of it, uh, Renee, and not to cut you off, but just, uh, you know, uh, the fact that you're going to talk to me with that type of hat on your head and have some confidence, like you're actually running the show here is just fantastic. Okay, I'm going to be uh, honest. Somebody said about, I look like you know, a 1920s paper boy. Um, you know, yeah, you got me. listen, uh, <laughs> maybe in the 1920s. I feel like I should come on every week and play a uh, mediator between you two. Yeah. Like, do like a 15-minute segment where you just like, this, like, like, like you could be Yeah, we broke it down like that, and I'll be like, like, that, like just keep us apart. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, hey, Richard, um, <laughs> okay. what's going on with uh, Renee over here? You know what I'm saying? Or whatever point. Yeah, that guy. Well, well, yeah, what's going on with him? And Renee, you need to calm down, okay? Hey, hey listen, I'm trying, man. This guy drives me crazy. I'm just saying, bro, we were cool until he said I look like a 1920s paperboy with this hat on, listen, bro. And I was very offended. You always love the flat cap, though. You got to rock it the right way. The right people rock it. That's true. Well, and Not true, everybody uh, can wear that. I look ugly in hats like that. 
Thank you. Thank we you. have to do our part, though, uh, because Renee is the walking live read for uh, My Doll, so we do have to get that sponsorship oh, hey, in, in every, uh, you know, day of... Come on, man. You got to relax. Man. We got to stay professional here. You got to relax. Come on, man. We're we're with the blue check mark. Come on, man. We got we got to stay oh, professional. Here. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> listen, listen. That listen. I want everyone out there to know this, okay? Because it gets brought up a lot. Whether I had wrestling in my life or not, that blue check mark was happening either way. Oh, God. Whether I had wrestling like in it. my life or not, didn't even need wrestling. Still would have got it. Still would have got it. When you're good at what you do, you know that you're good at what you do. Straight up. <laughs> Me and Randy Orton never looked each other in the eye and was like, yo, one of us is going to be a failure. Never happened. We both knew straight off the top it you was going to happen part, hey, hold on, way. Time out. You know that's part of either the reason way. you get heat, right? You know that's part of the reason you get heat. Some okay. people, I've heard it said. Because I have a history? You, yes, that you exaggerate your Randy Orton connection. Come on, bro. I'm listening here. I've interviewed you three times already. Every time you come up with something, I, I, I were trying to tell people, I'm like, y'all better put some respect oh, on Mark Bland's listen, name out listen, here. Listen, 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 listen. I try to tell I mean, No, 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 no. This is fair. This is fair. If there's going to be a judgment on my character for something like this, I have no problem with that. Do you know All why? Because right. I lived those years. I was there in the ring. I ran with the dude, like, was around him. Like, we were friends. Like, we were in there locking up. We were working on moves. We were trying to make it to the top of this business. I never make no claims beyond that. I'm not sitting there going, hey, guys, did you know in 05 I was trying to be in the Royal Rumble with him? Oh, yeah, I was backstage hanging out in the gorilla position just waiting for them to say, get on out there, Mark. Nope. No, there's no stories like that. My stories are from, like, 20 years ago, 21 years ago. But they are all things that happened in that time period and things that happened after. You know what I'm saying? Like, there would be times dude came off the road. We were hanging out. Was on the road. Just in the ring with Rick and them. Now he's hanging out with me two days late. Like, this is my point. Like, these are real things that happen in life. Now, just because that happened in my life, that's okay. Because you guys have experiences that are in your lives. There are wrestlers I've never met that other wrestlers have met a million times. Santana Garrett, perfect example. I knew her dad. I met her, I met her through her dad, but she knows way more guys at the top of the business than I do. Right. I'll never try to claim that I out know Santana or somebody else like that on like it, that's not happening. I play from the I, I play from the, the, the pitch that I got. That's the pitch I got in life. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry the time worked out for me and that it just happened that we, we fell into each other at the, life at that time. That's it. That's it. That's all there is. By the way, big shout out to the maestro Jeremy Carp for facilitating this interview. I know you've been on before. Mark, I don't know if you know this. We've expanded our co-host lineup now. We've got St. Louis guys, Kansas City guys. We got West Virginia guys, man. We just try to be like way bigger now than you were the last time I was on this show. uh, How long ago? How long ago? He also has winers. Two and a half years since he last came on. So it was a while. So before COVID was the last time I was on this show. Yep. Probably right before COVID or right around there. Yeah, before I lost like half my hair too, bro. You, I already had, you know, I was doing better last time. I How's that there. Kansas City scene looking up there, man? I haven't asked about Kansas City. How's okay, the Kansas City looking right now? No, well, I'll tell you what, and I know uh, Richard wants to get in here before we close things out. Things are looking great. So KCXW, um, April 23rd, Journey Pro, who's been running very successfully uh, um, for the last two and a half, almost three years now, they've now got a training facility in a school. Okay. The Extreme Wrestling Center uh, continues to be alive and well over in Raytown, Missouri. 
And then in the surrounding area, we've got new promotions coming up. PWI, KC, uh, I mean, uh, XWE. So it's exploding. That's what I like to hear. Dude, it's great. I yeah. love this business. I've always loved this business. It's why I got into this business. I had a master's degree. I already had all that. I didn't need to be in the but Like, I got into business because I loved it. And I love athletics, and I love being a part of the business, and I love to see it grow. I don't care if it's here in St. Louis. I don't care if it's in KC. I like seeing young, good talent coming up. That's what I like. Well, that's part of what makes me excited to do this show. As you can see, Richard Douglas over there arguing with his staff because he's not getting enough uh, uh, questions in. And and that's probably that female starlet you were talking about, that Hollywood starlet. It's probably someone like Charlize Theron that's just chilling off to the side. We don't even know. Zoe Kravitz. I don't know. Zoe Kravitz. I I just saw the new. What if it was Zendaya or Zendaya? Maybe it could be Tom Holland. You better look out. Richard Douglas <laughs> does kind of look like he could have been in a Spider-Man movie as Tom Holland Come or one of those. He don't got that kind of range. He does kind of look that way. Well, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I was uh, the last time uh, I was in. I, listen, Renee, you had your time, okay? You're you're just like everyone else in Kansas City. You act like you're you know bigger than what you are here. Uh, you know, uh, regardless, I was at say in Dynamo Pro just a month ago. I got called Spider-Man. I got called terrible things. And it was just a reminder to me about how biased sometimes, you know, I, you said it in a great way, but the fans did. And you know what type of fans said that? Fans like Renee Martinez. Wait, wait, wait. Would these be now? I've heard this talked about and you guys being fans of the sport. Let's talk about this for a second. Toxicity of AEW or WWE fans. Do you feel? That's what I was saying with the X-Pac thing where they were harassing him. Do you gentlemen feel that the fan bases of professional wrestling have become more? That's what I was asking you, Mark. That's what I was asking you. I I was sharing the story that people were harassing X-Pac for information on Razor. What? How do you? Uh, we got to get your thoughts on this before ours. I feel you like you dealt uh, with it directly, bro. So how do you feel about it continuing to get more toxic, bro? Because okay, so Brandy and Cody always, and all these people are constantly being harassed. It's it's, uh, it's out of control. That's fair. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, so I've been a heel majority of my career, right? So trash talking to me just comes secondhand. Trash talking towards me comes second nature. Like it just comes with the game. So like I've always dealt with people being sort of like that towards me okay now when you take it to the fans trying to pick on individuals behind the scenes or outside of the realm like guys enjoy the show listen i famously heard somebody arguing about star wars one time and they said this other person said hey listen it's george lucas's movie and ideas if you don't like it don't go to the theater you don't have to watch star wars you don't have to like jar jar binks He's going to make the movie he wants because that's what he does. It's his movie. Same thing I try to explain to fans. Don't try to get involved with the story. Cheer for who you like. Love the story being told to you, but you don't always have to be a part of every aspect of it. You're going to have a lot more fun when you don't know things. When you, think you fans don't are entitled, Mark? You, you okay. think fans have become entitled? You think that's what it is? I think dirt sheets in the internet have made people feel like Oh, since they're talking about it anyway, we could talk about it offline anyway. And I think that some people are like, are in their own world and they're like, listen, I'm busy doing this. I don't have time for that. And especially uh, if they're, if they're chastising uh, X-Pac because what they're trying to get information about. Yeah, bro, they were harassing him. Scott Hall's is that what it was about? He was like, yo, y'all ain't entitled to fucking shit. 
But was it about Scott Hall's death? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. Exactly. Something like that. Xbox, Sean had his own relationship with Scott. They had their own relationship behind the scenes. So, like, their business is their business. And, like, he's not, he doesn't have a a responsibility just because you're a fan to come out of somewhere and be like, yo, hey, this is all the information that has nothing to do with me, everything to do with that man and his family. And I'm showing them respect as a friend. By not yeah. putting all that business out there, as you not said. not to not to inter- not to cut you off here, but do you think that's the one of the bigger problems in, in the business right now? Do you think with social media, it's kind of taken away that not because I get you know we've heard it all the time, you know the whole well they they're a public you know figure. I understand that, but they also have uh, a right to uh, to a certain aspect of privacy. Do you think social media is uh, is just going to make that worse as time goes on? And do you think there's a way uh, to combat that also? I love that question. That's a great question. Both of you guys have been asking great questions tonight, by the way, but that was a really good question because I will tell you this. As you guys grow up, see, so Richard, how old are you? 23. Okay, so you're 23 years old. You grew up with the internet from middle school until today. You grew up with the internet. So things that might catch a guy like me off guard or even uh, Renee off guard, like any, like we're older, like there's there's a separation there. As we get more people that grow up with the internet, I think what will happen is, is these things will taper off naturally because people will understand internet and social media boundaries. This, this right. new world, this wild west that we've created over the last 22 years that everybody enjoys and loves. And we can do like triple video chats and all this stuff like that. Literally, literally. And I know people say that a lot, but literally it will all tamer. It will all taper down. It will all taper down because you guys are creating the new rules that everybody will play by. Right. Well, wait a second. Absolutely. Why didn't you ask me my age? And then Renee, you're oh, 60. Renee. A little hurt. I feel a little Renee, I didn't want to ask you your age because I know you're older than him, but younger than me. And I didn't want you to feel like, listen, if I said 38, you'd been like, what? But you're only 31. See, I don't want to do that. I don't oh, want to be that okay. guy, bro. I, I, listen, listen. The, the night owl is How quite comfortable with How his age, so I'll be more than happy to share Oh, yeah. Hey, baby, by the way, AK the ref is already in the green room, guys. We'll be having him on here in a little bit, about about 10 or 15 minutes. Bring but, dude, I'm, 400, I'm 444 months old, okay? Just okay. in case you were wondering. So That is the most ridiculous answer I think I've ever heard. No, no, no. That, that wasn't even cute. No, I heard – okay, I heard something more ridiculous. Mark, I think you'll appreciate this. Juno Granger said that he weighed 2,346 circus peanuts. I remember because I was the ring announcer that day. <laughs> I, I listen. I, I had swear, another match real. with the guy that said he weighed two hundred and twenty-two tacos or burritos. You know, it's just on, that, that's what we got to fix bro. Now too. you're going into my my weak point. Come on, oh. guys, take it easy over there. Take it easy, <laughs> Mark. Yes, we're going to do this before we let you go, and I think you're okay. the right person to do it with. Before we close out the first hour interview interview guest, we like to get into what we call the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. And it's an opportunity for you to tap back in to that wrestling character that you developed so many years ago when you decided to get inside this business. And you get the privilege of ranting and raving for 20, 30, 40 seconds, whatever you feel comfortable with. It's just me being me. Exactly. Okay, that's fine. So you don't even have to get in the gimmick. What I'm saying is, I was always a discernible individual already. Or there you go. The one and only 100% unfiltered Mark Bland. You get 20 to 30 seconds to go off about anything in the whole wide world. It doesn't even have to be wrestling related. It is the Wrestle Talk podcast. 
shoot and shout segment, and we've actually got a little music that we're going to play before we get started. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine with me. Let's do it. Douglas, are you ready? Yes, it's in your contract. Yes. See, thought so. Let's hit it, baby. Contract, huh? All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, not yet, not yet, not yet. You don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify it. someone's head off. No human contact. Head off of that. Life is on contract. Life is on contract. Stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. It's all about the he said, she said bullshit. Mark Bland, welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Shoot and shout segment. What are you shooting and shouting about tonight, man? Go ahead. Uh, you know, I don't, guys. I really don't have a lot to uh, be unhappy about right now in the world. Like, I, I feel like, you know, obviously, I wish that Putin wasn't trying to invade Ukraine because I do my little political show, The Q, uh, which you can find on KYRO every single Saturday, one to three p.m. And you can go to theqnow.com to check that out. But beyond that, like, uh, I think like things in the world are actually relatively decent, right? We we talked about the fact that. Professional wrestling is on an upswing currently in the in the in the world, right? We've got uh, new organizations showing up in St. Louis. We got new organizations showing up in Kansas City. We've got uh, new players coming to the top of the game. I, uh, I I really don't have anything to to call out or anything to say negatively, which is kind of weird. It might be the first time, Renee, in my entire career where I had nothing to beef about, nothing to be angry about, just. Don't ask oh, me toxic questions. Don't ask me to- toxic questions. Oh, I, oh, bad news I, mean, I could say this. I could say this. Go ahead. I mean, go. Yes, yes. Give us something. Come on, baby. Okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you're going to get into the sport of professional wrestling, understand it's not MMA. If you really want to play that game and talk that trash, MMA is sitting right there. You can join that anytime you want if you that dude or that girl. If you ain't that girl or that dude, remember what business you're in because that's how this goes. Okay? So all that tough talk, we know what's going to happen when the lights are on and the cameras are rolling, okay? All that trash talk is going to go away because you ain't Conor McGregor. You ain't Colby Covington. You ain't Israel Adesanya. You ain't doing any. You don't want that smoke because if you wanted that smoke, you'd find a local MMA organization. You'd start doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You'd get your butt in it. For real. And there are some people that do want that smoke, but most people don't want that smoke. So let's just remember. Let's just remember. Keep it on the up and up, guys. That's all I'm saying out there. Great. No shots at anybody, not being mean to anybody, just putting that out there just in general so that you understand. Whoa, we got that a shoot shot. I knew it. I knew you had it in you, Mark. Thank that you. Was, that, that was great. Work. <laughs> yeah, because if you give me a mic, it's like Scott Hall. I'm just going to get into the ring live as me, and we're just going to talk. And I'm just going to tell you, like, MJF telling CM Punk, because I had to watch this because I just wanted to know that uh, in case you asked me certain questions. Right. I watched this. He's like, you used to be someone I idolized. Wow. I used to love you. That was a great You were the promo. man. I sat there, like, on the edge of my bed. I got pictures with you when I was a kid. <laughs> For real. Like, that was a real picture, by the way. That was real. People being real about things. Right. And, hey, when, when CM Punk went up there famously on that pipe bomb, he wasn't talking trash. He was being honest. He called them by their real names, and he's like, and I know they're going to give it over to this doofus grandson and his daughter or, you know, son-in-law and his daughter and this. Like, yeah, it might have been somewhat scripted. It might have had bullet points. But, yeah, he was being honest because he still wanted them them, them ice cream bars, didn't he? He talked about them the first day he showed up in AEW, too. I still want them ice cream bars. Like, 
Some of these things are real things that happen. So, you know, everybody's everybody gets real out there sometimes. They do. But, hey, listen, I want to say this. Thank you so much for you guys having me on. Richard Douglas, Renee, the Night Owl, thank you for Wrestle Talk Podcast. I appreciate you guys taking the time to allow me to come on here to talk about these things, to have a good time with you guys, to, uh, you know, just be a part of the wrestling game. Well, and you're still a part that. of the wrestling community, whether you're wrestling or not. I want you to know that. I, I appreciate that. I you made your mark, that. bro. You made, and every time you come on here, you've held it down. But guess what? We ain't done yet because we still got to hear Richard Douglas. I want you to stick around for this. Mark. I want you to put up Susie's comment that you highlighted a couple of seconds put ago. This goes hand in hand. Which one? Uh, this one? Yeah. Right, no, uh, it's a little bit further up. It says, what have you done? And uh, this is what. Uh, it, Who are you it, talking what to? What have you done? Yeah, to, to me. Uh, it was what after I, I replied to oh, a comment wow. that, uh, you know, how accomplished things are. This is what I went through in St. Louis. Here's my shooting shout. And uh, we're going to keep this brief. Uh, you know, whenever you have a young individual who's met the last two presidents for a shoot, who's, uh, you know, one of the youngest CEOs and our COOs in the country uh, as a shoot uh, that comes into professional wrestling with an idea and a platform to tweak it in a way that's framed wor- that's framed around everyone. I should get more respect in St. Louis when I walk in the door. I don't go out there saying like so many other guys, how they were trained by such and such in each and every promo. I was trained by one of the best, but I go out there as I do each and every time I'm out there with a chip on my shoulder with passion and the drive to propel St. Louis. And the fact that you have fans like that, that go on social media, they trash things. It's detrimental and it's going to stop. Could I ask you, what organization are you currently with? Since I just don't know a lot about you, but my background and context is... Yeah, no, absolutely. What uh, organization you know, I, are you with? Yeah, IWAP was a couple of months ago, and we're always doing work with them. Dynamo Pro was my starting when I trained, and then I went to Dustin Rhodes' uh, uh, wrestling school. Okay. And came back to Dynamo last month, and uh, we're seeing what's going to happen there uh, in St. Louis the next couple, uh, next couple of them. I tried to come back to Dynamo Pro. I talked to Jim, and and it was like, yo, uh, everybody's everybody's scared of you, Mark. Everybody's <laughs> hey, scared. You know, Jim and Chris ain't gonna cut no bullshit. This is what we're trying, trying to change. You know, we're trying to get we're Mark, trying to get people Mark, like this, Mark back this in. This will speak to your heart, okay? Please. Jim didn't actually say that. No, no, no. Let me be fair. Jim didn't actually say that. Just have him. Right, right. Okay. No, and they, right. and they know how you get down. But bro, this dude came back, and I think mission accomplished. He was booed out of the Concordia Turner Center. Good. So, I mean, you know, job well done by you. I, well, don't say good job. It was terrible. I was pissed. <laughs> it, it was it was actually the worst thing that could happen. Uh, my team prepped me for it, though. We're going to get back next month and do it again. Oh, seriously? You're asking for empathy now? Stop it. Stop it. Okay. Well, I, I guess we, we heard from Dick Douglas. Thank you, Drew. Well, my shooting shot is simple here tonight, guys. And I'm going to get a little bit personal. I apologize. Fuck cancer. Yeah. There are things in this world that you can't protect yourself or other people from. Um, there's violence. There's uh, there, there's terrible weather. Uh, there's financial struggles. Those things you can kind of brace yourself for. But cancer is one of those things that has hit ho- so close to home here over the last couple of days that that's that's has to be my shooting shot. I'm I'm so angry and frustrated, and I look up at the sky and I ask God why. But I don't get a response. And I know a lot of people have dealt with this, um, sometimes directly, sometimes indirectly. Um, I I feel angry. I feel hurt inside because when you want to shield and protect the people that you love the most, that's the one thing that you can't do anything about. And if anybody knows the night, I'll Renee Martinez feeling helpless. 
is one feeling, that and nausea, <laughs> but those are two feelings that I absolutely despise and I wish I'd never had to ever feel again. And so for anybody who's ever had a family member go through it or a friend or whatever it may be, man, my heart goes out to you, man. So, cause it, it makes me angry. It makes me hurt. And, and it makes me wish that I could do something about it. But unfortunately it's just one of those situations that you can't do shit about. So my shooting shout tonight, God damn it is fuck cancer, man. And God bless Fair the enough. doctors and the nurses and everybody that does everything that they can to support those cancer patients, man, because the shit will rip a hole in your fucking heart. Trust me, I know a little bit about it. So that's my shooting shot for tonight. So it has it, it's affected a personal friend or family member to you recently? My wife's mother passed away um, just not that many hours ago. And Renee, are you serious? fucking terrible hey buddy listen uh, first off my condolences to you and your family i'm really sorry to hear that that's a rough rough go and you still went through and and did this show with us anyway and if you didn't i wouldn't have expected anything out of that like that makes sense like that's a tough thing to find out hours before you do something like this so my condolences to you and your family and yeah you're right fuck cancer and i'm really sorry to hear about that thank you no problem Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Russell Talk family. Mark Bland, thank you very much for being here. Let's make some noise, baby. Let's bring the energy back up in this month. Come on, come on. You know what to do. Make some noise. Yes, Richard thank Douglas. you so much to Renee as well as Richard Douglas. And uh, hopefully if you guys get a chance, check out thequeuenow.com. That's where you can find my show and everything about it. So yeah, there you go. Right. Thank you so much, Russell Talk. Our pleasure, Mark. Thank you for being here, buddy. We'll catch you on the other side. Be safe out on those roads, man. And God bless you and your family, brother. Good night. Wow, buddy, I think we kind of hit that one out of the park. What do you say? You know, uh, I like it whenever we're on, and not to, and this is, uh, I wish I actually would have said this whenever uh, whenever Mark was on with his uh, broadcast. He can still hear you. He's still in uh, the green room, oh, cool. and he's putting but... M&Ms in his pocket. <laughs> Come on, put down the M&Ms, Mark. Stop drinking all the, wait, wait a minute, I think he's still there. There he is. Well, I, I <laughs> he's, just, still putting, uh, <laughs> he's putting M&Ms in his pocket. He's stealing all the Avion water. Come on, Mark, take it easy well, back there. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, Renee, whenever, uh, you know, you and I are on, and everyone else does such a great job, but I like how you and I can kind of just uh, kind of, you know, give more, uh, be a lot of, you know, really organic in how we do things and not, you know, so cut and dry and Mark with the, you know, the background makes it, you know, made it so much easier. It just, made it more of a, a conversation for everyone to be involved in. And that's what, you know, made this hour go by so fast hour and 26 minutes. So, you know, things like that, uh, you know, make it this show so fun and I uh, hope everything uh, honestly goes well uh, at, you know, at your house for sure. Uh, thank you so much. And I'd love to see all the well wishes and all the love coming from uh, the wrestle talk podcast family. Uh, truly appreciated guys. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to know. Uh, and, and I'm not a guy that's going to, uh, you know, fail my responsibilities if I have the ability. And I got the blessing from Marv. She said, hey, you know what? That's your therapy. Wrestling is what you do to make yourself feel better. Um, I'm going to have a glass of wine. <laughs> I'll see you when you're done. So that's the kind of woman I'm married to. I'm blessed. I'm grateful. And nothing but love to my wife, her family, uh, and everybody who's come out and showed support. So we were going to take just a very brief break here, guys, uh, just to give ourselves an opportunity to get ourselves together. Uh, we'll be back here in about two to three minutes, and immediately we're going to jump into the one and only A.K. the ref, my friends. What what do you got for us? Uh, Hold on. Just, just, to, just to spice this up a little bit. You know, have you ever seen local television like the local news stations? Of course. You know, let, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's do this. 
You know, Renee, it's been such a great, you know, hour and 27 minutes. And when we come back, we continue it right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast after this. After this, ladies and gentlemen. And now we have to start talking with the microphone off so it acts like we like each oh, other. Oh, we got to mute and then talk to each other like everything's going. Okay, let's do that. Three, two.
¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? Ladies and gentlemen, myself and the one and only Dick Douglas are back right here for episode 386 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Mr. Douglas, how did you feel about that first hour of the show? Oh, it, it, you know, a great first hour. And hold on one second. I got to take care of. Why does he do this? Dude. Uh, Come they, on, man. Asked, uh, our, fan group, our fan group asked uh, for me to do my. Uh, yeah, it's uh, here's here's how this goes. So uh, it's 831 in St. Louis and uh, Kansas City, Missouri. And, uh, you know, folks, uh, great first hour of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Mark Bland. Always great to have him on the show. A lot of great conversation and great topic, but more to come right here on WPT TP. Oh w- my God! Did you just what? say TP? What? What's what's the acronym? Wrestle Talk Podcast. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. WTP.com. I, I got no. That's not it. I think that's like a toilet paper site. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Without any further ado, allow me. To give you the pleasure, your ears and your mind and your heart to welcome in one of the most sought after, hard, hardworking, professional wrestling officials in the game today. In case you were wondering, my man is traveling all the way to the West Coast. He's maybe trekking a little bit out east, doing damage here in the Midwest. You may have seen him at St. Louis Anarchy. You may have seen him at Journey Pro Wrestling. You may have even seen him at Black Wrestlers Matter. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the only man who comes in swag surfing, the one and only, A.K. The Ref. What up? What up, Bernard? How you doing? <laughs> Listen, bro. The Mavs, the Heat, y'all took one from us, bro. I'm, I, I, you, I, Maybe this year. Maybe this, you know, I'm a Heat guy. I see you with the Mavericks joint. I know this is a pro wrestling podcast, but dog, y'all really did us dirty, you guys and Dirk, man. I, I haven't forgot about that one. That's why I've been trying to keep you off the show. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to have another shooting shout. The Mavericks owe me, and I was like, let's blackball AK to ref. We can't have him no, back no. on no, until no, the no, Heat no. win another one. No, no, hey, no. I, I, dang it. No. It's going to be the year, too, boy. No. This going to be the year. No, because the Heat <laughs> took one first from Dirk. When uh, Dwayne Wade was so it's even now. But you won the last one, and I don't like that. But we beat the superstar Heat team. That's all I care about. You did you did? AK the ref, welcome to the <laughs> show. Let's like make some noise. Right. My man is here. My man is here. Thank well, you for like joining us, bro. Thank you for the fact that we just completely badgered our guest. Uh, you know, I again, Renee uh, goes back to what we talked about less than a couple of professionalism. Minutes ago, I know right here on WTP and WrestleTalkPodcast.com. I know we just we had to talk with HR man. I apologize. AK, you know I'm a passionate guy. I'm Latino, bro. I know you have an affinity for the Latino culture yourself. I'm watching you with the Selena T-shirt, bro. And I was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Como una flor, tanto. Okay, never mind. Nobody, nobody's. I'm <laughs> we're dreaming. struggling here tonight. I'm you know, dreaming of you. I'm yeah. dreaming of being on this show. And now That's I'm finally movie. back. Hey, hey, shoot here. That's the only movie I've ever cried at. Oh, it's a great movie, though. Oh I mean, it really is just a great movie. It, that was a rough If one. you don't cry watching that movie, it's like when you watch Field of Dreams and the dad asks if he wants to have a catch with the son. If you don't cry with that, you have no heart. Yeah, you, you don't belong in you don't you don't belong in the business. You have to be able to cry at those to be able to wrestle, right, Renee? 
I think that should be a qualification. It should be a qualification. Thank you very much. I you don't know who you. Selena is, you're missing out. Like, uh, <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like, what are we doing Absolutely. here? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to get myself together. AK to ref, AK to ref. <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. Let's let's get on to business, man. I see you hype. I see you got all this crazy energy, my guy. I let's do. start with the present and our work and work our way back towards the past. Your initial thoughts on the unfortunate passing of the late great legendary pro wrestling icon pillar and titan Scott Hall, aka Racer Ramon. Chico. Man, it, it it's sad. It it sucks when you see somebody that you grew up watching in wrestling. Because one of my earliest memories before I really started watching wrestling, I remember turning on Raw and I saw the one two three kid versus Razor Ramon. And I think it was the night that uh one two three kid got the roll up on him. So that was one of my earliest memories. And then, you know, when they went to uh WCW with Kevin Nash and there was Scott Hall and they did the whole outsider thing. And so that, that was cool. And like Razor Moan was cool with the two pick. And like when I started so getting were you a WWE guy or a WCW guy or both? I gotta know this. I'm sorry. Uh I was both. And then like when the Monday Night Wars were happening, I was more WCW. So okay. just no, no, I see the face you're making. I just thought WCW was cooler. But then I, I reverted back to, you know, when The Rock started becoming The Rock after Rocky Maivia and all that. But, like, Razor Ramon was cool seeing him back then, you know, with the gold chain and the money and, and the toothpick and the slick back hair. It was just, like, a cool thing that I saw. And that was one of my earliest memories before I started really watching wrestling. So, rest in peace to Scott Hall. It sucks when you see, like, those people you grew up watching and they're we're getting older, but they're even getting older and – so it's like it's just sad, man. And prayers to his family and friends and and everybody. It's just a sad day. And there's a lot of people who've been passed away in wrestling recently. Like even on the independent circuit, it's just like what the fuck's going on? Like we She's we gotta figure out, we gotta figure a way to take care of each other and take care of our bodies and and figure something out because re- sometimes wrestlers pass away too soon, and it just sucks. It, it does. And that, uh, let annoying. me piggyback off of that real quick, Renee. Uh, you know, you just hit it right on the head. Uh, independent scenes, you know, right now losing a lot of guys, whether it's from, you know, external forces or factors, you know, hell, you know, we saw it just a few weeks ago with the, a terrible tragedy, uh, you know, with the a terrible car accident and, and, and so many other things. Um, I don't think, and I've not been around long enough. Maybe Renee, you can ch- uh, give us some input, you know, or, you know, please do. Call uh, me old. Are you calling well, me old? Possibly. Uh, Renee, you might have dust on your shoulder because you haven't moved in a couple of minutes. Um, but with that being said, uh, you know, with so many, unfortunately, so many wrestlers losing their lives and, and you know, passing away too soon, do you think it would make uh, this is going to, you know, cause for a, a kind of a tighter, uh, you know, bond in, uh, in some of the independent guys? Because, you know, a, a lot of us, a lot of us are very sentimental people. And, you know, no matter what way you look at it, you always remember the first guy that, you know, you talk to helping set up the ring, you know, no matter, you know, if they're still in the business 25 years later or not, you know, there's always that thing. Um, and, you know, we saw it, we just talked about it with Mark, uh, mm-hmm. that that kind of, uh, you know, private fret, you know, the fraternity has gone in a way, and maybe it's not as tight as it used to be or as close. Uh, does this kind of start the process of maybe you see it become more close and more uh, tight knit? I mean, I, I would think so. I would think maybe people start talking and 
because I know a lot of pe- a lot of wrestlers have been dealing with like mental health issues. So, and that's one thing that's been talked about recently. Just sure. not even in the wrestling industry, just like in life in general. Like it's just right. something we just got to talk about. And I think just we just have to talk about it in the locker room with with all of the wrestling talent, whether you're setting up the ring, you're in the ring, you're ring announcer, whatever the case may be. It's like if you're dealing with the issue, just come to one of us and we'll lend an ear to listen and help you out in whatever way we can because and figure out what the problem is and get the help that we need. So it's just, it's just, it's just a bunch of people dying too young when they still got so much life to live and they got so much to do, whether it's in the wrestling world or just in life in general. So it's just, maybe we need to figure out something, start a group, start a Facebook group, start a Twitter group where we can just talk and share our problems and help one another out. Right. And, and on top of that, maybe not a group, Renee, and, and you'll agree with me on this. That's not a group that's supposedly for uh, for just that reason. It turns into a completely other uh, animal in itself. And you know which one I'm talking about, uh, no matter if you're you know, no matter what side of the coin you are and some of those arguments, it, it, that's what it turned into. So uh, I, absolutely. Well, I'll say this, and, and I'm glad that we're able to have these conversations, you know, as grown men, because wrestling, when you think of the sport of wrestling, right, immediately, I, I guess the first reaction that you should have is fun. But when you get knee deep into it, the way that we all are, the passion and the uh, um, the vigor that we have for it, it becomes something so much more. And, and that's why when we were talking to Sonny Money earlier on in the first hour, we were talking about kind of the influence that some of these legends have on us. They leave a mark on us like a mentor. I don't know if you guys... You know, the YMCA used to have the big brothers, big sisters, right? And there was like mm-hmm. this like this connection that you made with people in the community, whether it be a teacher or a fireman or something like that. I'm curious, AK, with you growing up, and I did say we we're going to start with now and kind of go backwards. Were there any, any guys uh, aside from The Rock that really spoke to you as you were coming up? Or maybe even now you watch certain guys and you're like, man, that dude really like captures the essence of this sport for me in the way that I enjoy to consume it. Is there anybody out there now or in the past that you can say, man, that guy really speaks to me, motivates me? Because uh, I think that's why we connect with the sport, man, because we have those mm-hmm. those personal affections for certain superstars out there. Well, well, the other guy that, besides The Rock, was Shawn Michaels. It's like, between him and The Rock, it's like my 1A, 1B. Like, I can't choose. If I had to, if you had a gun to my head and I had to choose, I'd pick The Rock. But it's like Shawn Michaels and The Rock are the two that, like, Shawn Michaels made me want to do it, and then The Rock captivated it even more as I got to watch him, even as Rocky Maivia, before he became The Rock. So <laughs> it was those two that really made me fall in love with the sport. Uh, uh, let, uh, let me piggyback off of that one too, Renee, uh, not to keep stealing some of your limelight here, but um, you've been around a lot of locker rooms. I've done a lot of great things in, in, in the circuits. Who's the guy that you see right now off the top of your head that kind of, you know, that kind of gives you that question. that X factor, uh, you know, feel, the rock feel, the Michaels feel? Who is it? Top of the head, if you have one. ACH. Yes! Yeah. Yes! ACH. Okay, okay, yeah. wait, 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 wait. So AC fucking H. Anytime I get a chance yeah. to show this off. By the way, I love that Shane Strickland is free again because I don't think that's the kind of guy you keep in a box. So, do, does this ring a bell to you, my friend? It it it, it does not. I, okay, so St. Louis fort? Anarchy, Renee. Do we need to have Doctor Phil come on and talk about your uh, like an eating disorder or something? This is, this is not a fork that you eat food with. Okay. Oh, though, if I ever like hunted buffalo, this would have to be my first like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you'll love this. So, AK, 
This was signed for me at a St. Louis Anarchy show back in 2018 by none other than the one and only A.C.H. At this show, also, Myron Reed versus Jason Kincaid. Okay. Okay? KLD was in action, I believe, against Penta El Cero Miedo. But this was a part of a hardcore match that ACH was in. And I, too, absolutely love ACH. He speaks to me incredibly, and I have this from that show. And and what I also thought was funny is that you said Sean and The Rock, Uh and my two guys are Brett and Austin. Okay. I think that means you and me have to have a match. You know, oh, wait, hold on. No, no, okay, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. (laughs) I'm not a wrestler. I'm just kidding. Well, hold on, Renee. Actually, (laughs) I'm just kidding. You and I can agree on because that's those are my two as well. You know, Uh, so finally, Renee and I have come to a consensus on something, and I don't think he's just. (laughs) Are you biting my guys? He's biting your guys. You're such a dick, Rich. Um, first of all, um, we don't use profanity if it's in a derogatory manner. We use it in the term of inspiration, uh, as in we need dick. I need dick. My dog needs dick. My therapist. You should meet Buddy Shepard. You should meet Buddy. Buddy Evangelistico, baby. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to him and Matt Jackson. One of the best things going. I love when those guys wrestle together, man. Good shit. So but, uh, go ahead, Richard. Uh, let me just let me get a quick one out. And maybe it's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's an easy it's a softball. Really, I shouldn't. I hate asking them, but I got to just because, you know, I uh, love the personality. Did you uh, what do you compare your first match reffing or first match in the ring uh, compared to the one you're at now? Uh, what what would you say is, uh, is, is what was that first experience like? Uh, How did it go? And uh, did you like everyone else think, man, that was awesome. Or did you walk back there going, uh oh. Uh, I thought it was, was awesome. There. Were you there? Uh, yeah. in, in Renee. Pearson Park. You're, you're around for everything. You're almost no, like no, no. I had, a, I had a match before that. A before show? I started, yeah, before I started training back in oh, okay, uh, okay, my bad. 2014. I that was the first one. Okay. It was at uh, OCW. That same year? Right before. It's 2014. Okay, I started gotcha. training in 15. Okay. And so that was my first match, so I was untrained. I don't really speak on that a lot, but I went in there. He gave me a shot. I had my first singles match, and it went like twenty minutes. Oh, and I, thought, I, I thought it was going over, bro. They were ribbing you, bro. It, it, it was like it was the best match of the night, but I kept looking over by by the by the bell people like. This match going too long because am I fucking up? Like I was panicking in the ring. I didn't know how to work hard camera. I kept circling around. Because it, it, there was a camera, but they didn't really say working because I didn't know about hard camera back then. Right. But and my count, my my pinfall counts were like really, really fast. Like I remember, I showed the video to Nick Chin because he was kind of my mentor. He was my mentor and and watching my matches. He's like, slow your damn pinfall counts down. I was like, oh, oh okay. And he like had a, like a whole list of stuff. But now, if I show him a match, it, it'd be nothing. But like back then, it was like a whole list of stuff. He he said, "You got to do this better, this better, this better." But I was just freaking out because I thought, "Is this match going too long? Am I going to remember the finish?" But it was all fun, and I was still I was nervous and excited at the same time. But I still get nervous now before matches. Like right, even if it's like if I'm the opening match, I'm especially nervous. But once I get in that ring and call for that bell, like all that nerves. 
and excitement leaves because I then I got to focus. I got to focus because I always pride myself on not messing up or fucking up. Like, right. <laughs> Pretty solid. Right. Pretty solid. Renee, you should take some pointers. Um, you know, I... Uh, <laughs> uh, tip your waitresses i'll be here all night um but no in all seriousness Renee, i need another uh, drink then it's, it's i need another turn. drink where's it's the waitress <laughs> i need the waitress where's the drink somebody get my man a refill where's where's joe lancer chris rodell with the wig you know is let's that a, <laughs> is that is that a tequila sunrise what are you even sipping over there man i That's was sipping on uh terra mana tequila and some lemonade Oh, I know you love that Terramana, bro. I love that Terramana. It's because you know game. you know who makes Terramana. No, but but I, I, I've heard cold. that you can smell it. Oh, no, okay, oh. never mind. You can smell <laughs> what the rock is cooking. That's right. Hey, hold on, hold on. So since it is my turn, there, Mister Douglas, allow me to share something with the audience here because AK the ref talks about keeping his cool, having experience. His list only being this short when he checks in with his mentors. I want to get your thoughts on a little bit of clip, uh, a little bit of a clip that I pulled up here from the good old interweb. Uh oh, look at his eyes. <laughs> oh, just wait till I start asking you about Hollis. Just hang in there, hang in there. My okay, boy so- <laughs> Hollis. I know he ain't got a phone right now because it's messed up, but yeah, somebody's watching bro. this that knows him. Hollis, You'll watch the replay. You'll watch the replay. Okay, so so you check this out, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Douglas, I know I left this out of our production meeting, but I think you'll appreciate this. So. Let me set the scene for you, gentlemen. Um, we've got uh, Niles Plunk on your right, Joey Ryan on. <laughs> AK, hold on, hold on, we'll go back to this. Look at my man's reaction. <laughs> my man already knows where this is going. <laughs> All right, so we've got Joey Ryan, okay, and Niles Plunk A in the same shot here. Okay, and AK the ref um, is the official in the background that you see. I, I hope you can see the video. I've blown it up as much as I humanly can, but we're going to go ahead and play it. And I want to know how you as an official keep your shit together during a spot like this. Let's go ahead and play it, guys. <laughs> AK the ref, what? How do you officiate something like that? I mean, seriously, bro. Head headbutts I, to the jewels? I, you can't I, allow stuff like this. I mean, he kind of fell into the jewels, you know. <laughs> it wasn't like I mean, he fell into the jewels, so I mean you just gotta keep a straight face, you know. So you were saying hey, it was hey, incidental uh, contact? Can I, can I ask a legitimate <laughs> question here? Uh rule book wise, uh is that uh is that a DQ? If uh, if uh, it's a, an intentional strike, uh, headbutt wise, uh, that would be a DQ, correct? I mean, it if it had been intentional, intentional he fell. Intentional, into it. okay. All intentional. Right. <laughs> I mean, technically, you could give a warning, but you should DQ him if it was intentional. But that one, he just fell into the jewels, and that—that's just Joey Ryan, you know. Okay. Yeah. No. No. For sure. Yeah. I was just making sure. I wanted to get an official ruling here. Oh, we have the opportunity, Renee. I thought oh, you were going to show the video of him putting the lollipop in my mouth. So. Uh, yeah, you know what? I wanted to keep that because I know that there may be children watching it still before 9 o'clock here in uh, Central Time. So I just didn't want to, to make our audience all throw up after he had a lollipop in his shorts for a good 
12, 15 minutes of that match, and then, you know, you decided to go to town on the lollipops. You know, speaking I, of lollipops, Renee, I want to promote a new company. Um, Dick Pops. Uh, they're the official supplement of oh Dick Douglas. Uh, <laughs> Dude, come on. Dude. Hey, Dick, if there's anything you can relate to, this man had a Joey Ryan lollipop stuck in his face, and then he pulled it out, and a fan wanted it. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? This is why wrestling fans get bad rap. He had three lollipops in his mouth. I mean, in his pants. Three. He gave one to the fan, one stuck in my mouth, and then one stuck in Kingsteak's mouth. Because he was there at that match, too, so you got to ask him about that. Who? Who? Chris. Chris. Estelle. Oh, Uh, okay. I got a pretty good authority that he enjoyed that. Oh, I don't. Shout out to him in AEW. I, I, oh, Danger Snake Design. Shout out. We love you. Danger We're Snake. proud of you, brother. Proud of you. Hey, Melvin, guys, getting it in the business today. Boy, my man's over there. By the way, Chris is still doing work for AEW now, man. We're very, very proud of you. It ain't just you St. Louis guys getting over, Douglas. Us Kansas City guys are doing pretty well for ourselves, too. You know, I've never record. once said, Renee, yeah. don't, don't put words in my mouth. I've never once said that this is a territorial thing. Uh, it's about the great people, uh, like just our, our, like uh, – uh, like AK the ref, like so many great people, Camaro Jackson, like so many guys that Camaro just build this Ken- business. That's what it's about. It's don't not about a about, regional thing. Don't forget about Kenny Alfonso. Oh, exactly. Oh. Without a, without a doubt, without a doubt. Love Kenny. By the way, him and Moonshine Mantel here in Journey, absolutely tearing the house down. AK, let me, let me ask you. Speaking, let, let's bring it home here for a second. Okay. I'm surprised you're not in Chiefs gear. I did see the cup though. Respect, respect. Um, I know, bro. Journey opening up their own school here in Kansas City as a guy who, how do I say, it? you're connected to a lot of things, especially in this city. You've got a history, everybody knows it. Now you see Journey not only thriving as a promotion, but now starting their own school. Speaking of uh, Mantel, speaking of Hoodie Hallett, um, what does it mean to you to see? at least here in Kansas City, which we're, we're small compared to St. Louis, I'll be the first to admit it. How does it make you feel as a native to see the development continue courtesy of a, of a well-respected and beloved company like Journey Pro, which is, I think, like the baby of NWL and Metro Pro Wrestling? That's kind of how I see Journey. It's like, that's to me. Yeah. But yeah. anywho, how does it make I mean, you feel, man? Do you like the news? Or are you excited? Uh, you I, lo- I love the news because it gives an opportunity for guys from the area to somewhere else to train you know because i've been wanting because they're at certain points before this they're going up to nile plunks as a winery right to train but shout I don't out know to craig been... we love you bro craig but guy. uh he hasn't been doing that recently and then journey decided to open up the school because now they got a new building it's somewhere in downtown kc close to that area but soon they're going to be running shows out of there so being able to have a place to train and run shows it's like the old NWL arena where we were supposed to run shows and do training, but then, you know, shit hit the fan, company went out of business. So this is kind of bringing back those old memories. And you have two guys like Hoodie and Moonshine training. Like, I mean, who better to learn from? And the eyes of Hartzell, Chris, and, um, and DJ watching, and Walter as well watching, right? Uh, yeah. And that, that's very, very important. You know, DJ pulled me to the side one time at a show when we were still back at Kansas. And he said, you know what, Renee? I love what you're doing in the sport, man. I love, uh, you know, how you give the opportunity for everybody to get shine. 
he's like, but always remember, man, raising tides uh, or brings or high tides raise all ships. And that, that's how I see it, man. If somebody asked me, I'll be honest, because you're here. Somebody said, well, Renee, what, what's what's this mean for Kansas City wrestling, especially if I'm an up-and-coming? Because a lot of young guys are like, Renee, you know, we know you know everybody. What's up? And I always say, go to both. <laughs> where, which one? I go, both. It don't matter where you start. Just start. Yeah. Just start. Because you were here, and you've been on this show several times, AK. The show didn't look like this before. This presentation uh-uh. was a little different back in the day. <laughs> we was running out my mom's shed. We weren't even in the basement. We was in the shed, boy. You know what I'm saying? Well, mm-hmm. me and my wife's really, not mom's. <laughs> Shout out to her down in South Florida. And now but, we're in the attic. Um, yes, higher and higher. Yes, thank you. Thank you, uh, Mr. Douglas. Reach in the penthouse. But, yes, exactly. But, yeah, I'm glad that you say that, bro, because it's a beautiful thing to me. Anybody who sees it as a negative, I think it's got their head in the wrong place. And for guys like us that are constantly looking for work, especially close to home, I think it's a blessing. I think it's a fantastic thing. I, I've just got to say that. It is. It is. Because I know uh, they'll also be training referees. So, you know, I think that means me and Nick Chen will have to train newbie referees what? if that's the case. So Sensei. I don't know if that's hey, like dude. an official thing, but I'm down. <laughs> Just putting yeah, it out there? <laughs> I'm putting it out there. You know, I'm down. I, I, I believe Nick is down too, but. Hey, if there's newbie refs out there that want to learn, let's come get it. You know, so I know I adjust ain't, the name. I no Sensei AK Sensei AK. We gotta, I mean, we gotta I know I haven't been anywhere big like WWE AEW. Whoa, Impact. whoa, whoa, whoa! You're I mean, selling yourself short. I mean, you know, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk. Dick about Douglas, it. did you know that AK the ref has ref shows all by himself? He also was a part of a history-making moment. For Midwest Pro Wrestling, not only in Iowa, but also in St. Louis. Bro, I'm going to jump to it, and then we'll get back to Dick Douglas here. Black wrestlers matter. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mike Outlaw. We love you, bro. Your loss. Ya sabe. Ya tu sabe. But, bro, black wrestlers matter. Come on. Give us give us, give us, us the energy, baby. Give us the energy. That, that Mike show, Outlaw, what? John West. Drop it that, on us. What you- that show was fun. It was a few weeks ago in February. I mean, that show was fun. You know, we we had uh we had twelve matches on the show, so we had a lot of talent <laughs> to be able to showcase. And the main event was uh Tootie Lane versus uh Big Swole. And and Yali was the other ref, and she's the one that got to do that match. So shout out to Yali, Yali Sapphire from KC referee. Yep, you love her. She works all over the place. She's solid as hell. But that and, that. And that I- and she'll whoop your ass too. Make sure you, she ain't the one to mess with. I've seen her do it. I mean that, but that show was lit. It was it was great to see uh, all the black wrestlers. I think it was mostly people from uh, KC and St. Louis, and then some other talent from outside. But it was it was a great show. It was a great vibe backstage. Everybody was. It was just great. And well, even bigger the, than that, I gotta know why do you think those shows are important? I, I gotta get that perspective from you because. Not everybody gets to be a part of them and their no, history making. Because it gets to showcase, it gives us a platform as you know African-Americans to showcase our talent and what we can do on a big stage. So I, I'm really trying to get one here in KC. So I know I've been working with uh, Chris from Journey Pro and talking with John. So I know I want to get a Black Wrestlers Matter KC show here soon. Sometime maybe in the summer. I'm looking around August, but we still got to work out and maybe use the journey pro arena as our 
as our venue and make it like an all-day type of event. But I definitely want to get a show here. Like Outlaw had in St. Louis, I want one here in case. Bro, and if you need vendors, like if you're going to make it an all-day thing, let me know. You know the Night Owl is plugged in with a lot of local restaurants, vegan restaurants. You guys might have seen the review I did on my personal page, Night mm-hmm. Owl Reviews. Like, we got you, man. It, we'll, make, we'll make this shit about the culture. And I remember, bro, when the first one happened and John West came on and he brought JDX on. And, and we had so many amazing people that joined us on the show as the weeks led up to it. And I remember it feeling like this, like the pride was like continuing to inflate kind of like a hot air balloon, right? Like gradually. And it was such a beautiful thing. And, and it's not to exclude anybody. It's not like to say hey, that, you know, this is only if you got melanin in your skin, you're allowed to go and support the show. <laughs> nah, bro. But... But the, but the stage, the primary stage, was reserved for our African-American brothers and sisters. And I think it's important to yes. do that, bro, because everybody deserves a stage to show what they can do. And sometimes those stages are taken away and, and sometimes kind of concealed from us a little bit. And now, because of people like John West and Mike Outlaw and everybody else involved, the opportunity is being heard. And it's being appreciated, bro. Like, yes. people are embracing the movement. You know what I'm saying? I remember years ago in Metro when John and his partner would show up, bro, and he had the Black Wrestlers Matter shirt. I mean, he's been doing that forever. So it started as a T-shirt and turned into a whole damn movement, man. And, and it's something I think everybody in the Midwest should be proud of. You know what I'm saying? On top of yes. all the other dope shit that's going on. So uh, with that said, uh, Richard, I know you had some more questions. You've been very patient. I appreciate it. This is unlike you to be this patient. <clears throat> what else do you have for AK the Ref? Well, whenever it's, uh, you know, something that's just, uh, it's instrumental. So we, we definitely wait and we want to get that uh, information out for sure. And, and that's just the way it goes. Um, number, uh, the big thing is for me, uh, I want to know what the five-year plan is for AK The Ref. I want to know what uh, oh. what your what your five-year, what what's the business model here? What are you, what, where are you seeing yourself uh, uh, in, in three years and in, in the same, in the same, you know, nine, at 903 in 2025, where's AK the ref gonna be? 2025, man. I hope I'm somewhere, uh, maybe AEW, uh, Impact Pro, maybe even traveling outside the country, traveling more east and west, south, just just doing it all over. I mean, I would really like to go to one of the feds, but I know WWE they don't hire older refs, but I am short, so I do have that on my side. I'm not very tall, but. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the goal. That's always been the goal to make it to one of the big companies and do this as a living. So if I can get there the next by twenty twenty five, I'll be very happy. And I know I'm I'm thirty six, so I'm getting older. So I don't I don't think I have a lot of time. But as long as I stay in shape and keep my body right and keep my knees right, because one thing a ref always has to get on the knees. And to all the refs out there, if you're not wearing knee pads, you need to be wearing knee pads. Nick Chan, I'm talking to you. Save your knees. Wear knee pads if you're around. Oh, hey, okay, hold on. Well, hold on. I think it's great that we need to have that sound bite real quick because that was instrumental growth here. That was learning 101, and I want that running as a commercial this week, Renee. Okay, you absolutely got it. But you're talking to a guy that does swanton bombs out of the ring onto 200 to 300-pound professional wrestlers. You think this man... Is worried about stinking knee pads? <laughs> There's no one that can beat Father Time, Renee Martinez. You should know that. Tom Brady. Tom, Tom Brady. Tom freaking Brady. That's all I gotta say. That's my something in those vegan tacos. 
Uh, witchcraft. Witch it was a chicken sandwich. Shut witchcraft. Witch <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, right. I, hold on, hold on. Let me let me get my my Catholic priest on over here. I gotta relax. You gotta do it both ways, right? <laughs> I just. <laughs> <laughs> But but well, nobody told me about knee pads in the beginning. I didn't learn until I saw one of the WWE refs posted on their, their social media. I was like, why the fuck did nobody Jesus. tell me about this? You know, all the matches I was refing by myself at KCXW all for like two years straight, I had no damn knee pads because I didn't know about it. Okay, wait. So did you ref the Donovan Dijak match? Against uh, Marksman. Against Marksman? Yeah. No knee pads? No knee pads. Ooh. So what does he go by now? Mason or what is it? Somebody help me out here uh, in the comments about, section. Are we talking about Marksman or? No, no, not Marksman. Dijak. I'm talking about Donovan J Dijak. I, is he still in the in Yeah, yeah. He's NXT? in WWE. Yeah, he was. I can't remember. He was one of those. He goes by something. always wore a mask. It was very strange. The whole deal. Was, was oh, it. was he one of the, oh, he was, he had one of the Jason Voorhees things on. Uh, yeah, it was him and the other dude with the long dreads. I can't Mason and T-Bar, yeah. Yeah, yeah T-Bar. He was T yeah. He's T-Bar. That's yeah. the same guy, same guy. So wh that show was downtown, right, on 13th and Main? What was the name of that uh, venue? Uh, it was at the uh, the Alamo Draft House. It Alamo used to be called Draft that. House, man. It's not that called that anymore, but. No, that, no, it's that, not. Yeah, it's, I think that it's was a, a fun venue. Or something like that. Yeah, no, that was absolutely incredible. So, so, okay, so moving on. So we've talked about Razor. We talked about some of the local stuff. We talked about. Black wrestlers matter. You talk about moving up and moving on with your career. We talked about your five-year plan. What in wrestling today as a fan? Because I know deep down inside we all started as fans, right? I think that's kind of the gradual progression. You eventually go into the business and so, uh, so on and so forth. What in pro wrestling today has your attention? Does WWE still do it for you? Are you a GCW guy? Are you an AEW guy? Do you dabble? Talk to us a little bit about what a guy that's in the business, a respected guy in the business, what piques your interest today in the sport? Uh, I'm I'm not even gonna lie. It's hard to watch all this wrestling because it's a lot. I think like being in it, like I don't want to spend my extra time kind of watching it, but I'll still keep tabs on it with social media. So I'm not like really watching a lot. I like I'll okay. watch AEW Dark. I'll, I'm I'm more watching like to learn. Like I'll watch the referees and. Cause it's hard for me to watch matches without watching the referee for most of the match. Cause I, cause I'm still trying to learn and see what they do. Okay. What can I do? What can I do to get better? So like, and I just don't want to spend my time cause there's so much wrestling worldwide. There's, there's, there's just so much like promotions. It's hard to keep track of everything. So many and, worth watching. I would say there's yes. so many that are worth watching. Yeah. And I, I try to keep my ear to the, to the independent scene and see what's going on because I, I like to spend my time watching other stuff because I am involved in wrestling. And sometimes you just need like that break when you're traveling going and doing all these shows. It's like I kind of need a break from this just to recharge my battery. Let me go watch some other stuff I want to watch. And then, okay, let me go back and watch maybe AEW dark or let me see what happened on raw or let me just go watch my, one of my favorite refs that I can watch and see maybe something else I can pick up on. But I mean, when AEW first started, I was like really watching them. Because they're the new company, right? And, and it, it, it's, it's it's exciting to watch a new company out there. But I still I still just I'm trying to get back into watching more wrestling. Okay, okay. So th then, let me ask you this question: Does and I know this was going to be one of your high spots uh, segment uh, uh, topics, uh, Mr. Douglas. 
does Kevin Owens and Steve Austin do it for you still? Or is that enough to make you want to watch? I'm curious. You talking to me? Yeah, of course I'm talking to you. Steve Austin and Kevin Owens? Yeah, I'll watch that. I'll definitely watch that. So that reels you back in, even though you're more of a student of the game yeah, than you are a fan. Because okay. I grew up watching Stone Cold, so... You know, I was in the Attitude Era, so it was like Stone Cold, The Rock, the Taker, Triple H. So anytime they bring back one of those, you know, older names, and I know a lot of people have problems with, like, bringing back the older names, but I get why WWE does it. It's business. It draws attention. It's going to bring back some of the older people. Maybe not maybe Goldberg don't watch. so much, but I I hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, not Goldberg. They maybe use Goldberg one too many times. <laughs> They're doing but too much I, I, I get why they do it. Like it's, it's he's a big. Can man. I just he say is- something about Bill Goldberg real quick? Uh, you know, it's very unpleasant to listen to him breathe. Um, whenever he just walks around, it sounds like he's very out of breath, and it's it's kind of uh, it's it's very just it's disturbing. Quite frankly, I almost want to give him a damn mask and tell him to take it. Just take five minutes. We'll go to break. Come back. Let's calm it down. So maybe we can actually hear what you got to say. And maybe my socks won't roll up to my knees. That's just, you know. Bro, you got to chill. It's just me. I'm not trying to be the guy. He needs some milk. (laughs) Emotional damage. Okay. All right, so AK to ref, I have another question, man, and really I could keep going on forever. We've only got a few minutes left here. Um, so when you see talent um, get hurt, right? Everybody knows the the signal, right? At least those of us who are in tune with the business. Have you ever found yourself in a predicament uh, as an official uh, where something kind of scary happened? Uh, we all know uh, just recently the story about Big E, Mad Cat Moss, him landing on his neck. I, I believe it was Mad Cat Moss. Uh, he landed on his neck awkwardly, or Ridge Holland, or somebody like that, right? Uh, he landed on his knee awkwardly, I mean, on his neck awkwardly. Uh, there was a big scare. seems like he's going to be okay, no long-term damage. Have you ever found yourself in a situation like that where, oh, shit, this might be real? Uh, how does that feel? What do you do? What's the game plan? I'm sure you work for a lot of great companies, so I'm sure there's always a game plan for emergencies. But can you kind of walk us through that a little bit? Because for a fan, it can be very, very scary. I know here in Kansas City, we have the ominous history of what happened with with Owen Hart and the pay-per-view yeah. and all that uh, over the edge, I think is what it was called. If I'm not mistaken, I'm sure someone will correct me, but what is protocol there. and, and what's that feeling like uh, under pressure when you know that somebody's livelihood um, and their, their life may be on the line in the uh, situation where you're looking at a real emergency. Uh, what it, it, it happened my first time at the Pearson show, the, the, the double show. It was when a uh, Leroy got knocked out cause he hit his head Langley. on the floor Langley, yeah, yeah. Leroy, yeah. and uh, I thought he was like selling at first because it was freaking me out because that was my first time experiencing that in the ring because that's something you really have to like experience firsthand to get a, like a good understanding of it. It can happen in training, and I don't think before that point it didn't happen in training. But when it happened, like I thought he was like doing a real good job of selling, and then like maybe twenty seconds passed by, and I was like, okay, he's out. I was kind of freaking out. The other ref came. I was like, he's out. I was telling his opponent, like, he's out. So we just called off the match and just called it as a no contest. We ring the bell. We called it as a no contest. Uh, he got to the back. He finally, like, kind of came to, and he didn't remember anything. And so they took him to the uh, KU Med for 
concussion. He had a concussion, but he knocked himself out. And and that was very scary because it was my first time dealing with that in the ring. So, uh, yeah, that is, that is really really scary. Uh, and again, Leroy Langley, another guy that we've known for a long time here in the business. Uh, somebody that we're super proud of. Uh, I know he, he's not currently active in the business, no. but I remember early on, man, he was around and, and he was. He should uh, be. Yeah, man, and you know what? Like you know, a, a lot of guys forget, like Casey King, right? I mean, you know, is he still active? Uh, oh no, no, not Casey King. I'm I'm no, thinking uh, Kyle King. No, not Kyle King. I'm talking about Leroy's homeboy. He was also Chris Estella's homeboy. That he yeah, Casey away. King. Yeah, Casey, Casey King. King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about guys that were around like when we first got started and, and stuff like that. Uh, so, and I do have another question. I, I know, uh, Dick, we're, we're running a little low on time here, and we're gonna have to get to the game show challenge. But I guess my final question for you, before I throw it over to my partner for his final question, is. Uh, bro, everything's an evolution. Life is an evolution. Pro wrestling's an evolution. I know we talked about your five-year plan, but like, what impact do you want to leave in professional wrestling? We talk about what would happen with Razor and the legacy that he's leaving for so many pro wrestling fans, especially those of us who got to watch him uh, when we were kids. What legacy mm-hmm. are you trying to leave? Do you, are you doing it for your kids? Because Mark Bland said, man, I just want to have one match so my kids that are like 9, 10, 11 years old can see me wrestle. I know you got children. I know you got a wife. What mm-hmm. legacy are you trying to leave for them? And what legacy are you trying to leave for the sport of pro wrestling? I'm trying to leave. I'm really trying to, like, inspire people to follow your dreams. Because I always had this dream since, like, I was a kid in fourth grade. I wanted to be a wrestler. And then when I found out I could do a referee and then have to kind of put my body through the pain of bumping all the time, I went and jumped at it. I know I wish I could have done it earlier and like in my 20s right but i was like my late 20s like 28 29 but don't ever stop following your dreams like if you got dreams go pursue them i mean that's kind of the legacy i want to leave show my kids to be like look my dad's doing this i know i can do anything and like i work in education so i'm always working with kids and i want them to see that in any like any other kids or any young people even the young adults saying like this dude is following his dreams i want to follow my dreams in, in anything whether it's wrestling acting sports just go out there and just do it like take that chance and do it like you started your podcast wrestle talk yes Look sir where you at out. 386 episodes later let's go we're right here yes 2022 all day let's do it richard you know um i i've learned a long time ago whenever you end up on a book on a on a on a bookmark there and on a on a you know on an end table, you leave it there and you don't ask any more questions. I think that summed it up perfectly and I'm not going to throw something out there. I think that was the best way to leave that. And uh, I'm ready to get into the game show challenge. Oh, things are about to get a little fierce here. Guess who gets to move into the middle Brady bunch square your boy. The night owl. <laughs> That's Ooh. right. Now, both of you guys have a completely different history. Dick Douglas, a little bit more of a politician, down to the uh, uh, the Dustin Rhodes Wrestling Academy, St. Louis. And then we got AK to ref, well-respected, known throughout the Midwest, doing big things. You guys have heard everything we talked about, about his history. And clearly, he ain't done yet. He's got big aspirations, and he's trying to make an impression on the youngsters. So come on now. But all the pleasanties aside, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into a little bit of a tri- trivia challenge because I know both of you well enough to know that as nice as you can be sometimes especially in your case, Richard, you guys are ultra competitive. So tonight I'm going to give you an opportunity to exercise that competitive muscle 
in the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. The question is, are you gentlemen game? Duh. Okay. I won a battle royal. Do you not remember this? Yes, I do. And hold on a second. I need to talk Come to you about how now. to get in one of those because I think the Night Owl needs to make his pro just, wrestling debut just, sometime just, soon. Just ask them and just be like, hey, put me in this. Me Let me do a little something. <laughs> now, you didn't win the... Wait, you won. No, I you I, won. That's I was right. Two. I was oh in two. God. You were number two. Was his camera. I was in <laughs> what two. is what he it doing was? in this match? I oh hit the people's God. elbow. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> oh, you're you're out of your mind, bro. You need to be careful, okay? And then you're criticizing Nick. That's what I don't understand, okay? I just want to point out, um, I did nothing there. I sat there waiting patiently for the rules to be read for the introduction. I'm getting there. And uh, oh, excuse me. And the fact that you said that I am a completely, uh, basically a rude person, um, it's it campaign. You did. You just did less than a minute ago, a minute and a half. Actually, I have a timer in my office and I can look at it. And uh, it, it's sad. And that, that it is what it is. I'm not going to argue about it. I just think that, you know, are you running for this competition? I feel this like you're why running. we are campaigning to say professional wrestling and we do it with this tribute challenge. Okay. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to get into the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. You guys know what to do in the back. Go ahead and hit that music. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the Russell Talk Podcast. Oh, sorry, wrong line. I was reading the teleprompter. Sorry. We're going to have a talk after the show. I want you to know that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for a best two out of three falls. Tonight's contestants are the Wrestle Talks Podcast resident political statesman Richard Douglas yeah uh I'm not I, I think there, there the there's not a cheer here I thought I thought there was a cheer here no Yay! I, 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 I'm sorry I'm checking what our production team I hear that there was supposed to be a cheer in place here and apparently this is all we got never drew a dime not a dime not a dime Okay. <laughs> Apparently, you never drew a dime, Dave Douglas. Okay. And in the other corner, ladies and gentlemen, renowned, respected, and highly sought out pro wrestling official, AK the ref, Adam Kennedy. Fantastic. Fantastic. The okay. chair works fine for him. Uh, was, hey, listen, I'm just the introductions, the, the production like, crew. I don't have nothing to do with it, man. In a few moments, ladies and gentlemen, I will ask three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer, simply shout it out. I got it. Okay. Oh. AK the ref, do you understand the rules? Yeah. But I'm I will give you clues. This. As soon as you think you know, do not hesitate. Please shout out your answer. The Rock! To- uh, we're not we're not there yet. Oh, Jesus there yet. is the answer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, here we go. 
Tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is simply entitled WrestleMania 28. I will give you information about three professional wrestlers who competed at WrestleMania 28. Can we say the year? I don't like how they keep giving these damn numbers. I keep I forgetting which one we're on. Was uh, that you want me to what? tell you what year that was? Yeah. yeah. Is that a question? Okay. No, no. It's it's fine. I can look it up for you. Uh, April first, twenty twelve. Was that okay? Is that, is that good enough? Sure. Is that good enough? That'll help me a little bit. It's, it's Thank just, you to it's our like... crack research team here on the Russell Talk podcast for giving that. Yeah. Quick, uh-huh. quick info. Quick info. Okay. Here we go. When you think again, gentlemen, that you know who I'm talking about, please shout out your answer. The first person with two out of three falls will win tonight's contest. Do you gentlemen understand? Yes. No good at this. Douglas? Okay, fine. It's fine. You don't want to play along? Yes. Fine. I hope you lose. Okay? I'm going to be honest. I hope you lose. Question number one. This professional wrestler was defeated by The Rock at WrestleMania 28. John Cena. John Cena is correct. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <Got he. laughs> okay, question number two. Hey, we got to finish. Hey, K the ref. Bitty Bamba. <laughs> oh, here we go. Question number two at WrestleMania 28. This professional wrestler from Ireland. Sheamus. Sheamus is correct. (laughs) That's fucking bullshit. I'm kidding. (laughs) This is political bullshit. This is all courtesy of the WrestleTalk podcast family. We in production, I mean, the production team has absolutely no influence over the drops. I'm sorry. It's just, it's the people speaking. Okay, question number three, ladies and gentlemen, and I have the to say this. people remind me of IBS. It's not fun, and it's very quick, and it gets over fast. Fucking bullshit! Okay. Oh, come on, guys. You got to relax. The guys in the back <laughs> have had one too many Modelos. I, I'm sorry, guys. They, they, I've lost control. <laughs> I've lost control officially. Okay, here we go, gentlemen. First to the trigger. St. Louis versus Kansas City. No pressure. At WrestleMania 28, this professional wrestler defeated Triple H in a Hell of a Cell match. Undertaker! Go to the go uh, to the audience. Go to the uh, audience. Shawn Michaels was the referee. Shawn Michaels was the ref. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, hold on, let me let me get uh, some information here on the pro- Okay, in an unprecedented moment in Wrestle Talk podcast history, gentlemen, you chimed in at the exact same time. So this means we will have to go to the alternate question. Did you tear your quads? Are you going to tear your quads while you're running out to like yell at us? You know, uh, not me though. I'm just taking orders here. What are you talking about? You got to relax. Okay, here we go. Alternate question for all the marbles. At WrestleMania 28, April 1st, 2012, this professional wrestler won the WWE Intercontinental Championship from Cody Rhodes. The man. Matt Cardona. 
Zach Cardona is incorrect. The Miz? The Miz is incorrect. Presently, Matt Seidel. That is incorrect. Present. That is incorrect. Presently, you can find him as an occasional Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston is incorrect. Presently, you can find him as an occasional commentator for AEW. Please name Mark Henry. Paul White is correct. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. The one and only AK the Ref. Production team, you know what to do. Hit that music. Gentlemen, that brings us to the conclusion of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Both men will be given an opportunity to react to the result of the game show challenge. Dick Douglas, you're first, sir. Well, uh, quite frankly, um, well, it's, it's uh, utter bullshit. Um, I keep <laughs> losing. Um, I've lost uh, multiple times since last year. Um, and I don't think it's because of my opponent's cheating. I don't think it's because of my opponent's cheating. I think it's because of a system uh, that's just completely against somebody that's fighting to make wrestling for everybody, not just for the elites. And uh, Renee Martinez, uh, quite frankly, a lot of the times I think you side uh, with the one percenters. And that's okay. Bro, what are you talking about, man? I, I'm, I'm as blue-collar as you get. Come on, bro. I'm from below the dirt. Come on, man. You can't cancel the uncancelable. Let's talk to somebody who actually knows a little bit about winning, A.K. the ref. Please tell us how it feels to come out as our winner tonight here at the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. I mean, it, it was a close game. Shout out to Richard. He gave it his all, but... I'm just I'm just out here doing my thing. I'm just out here winning, baby. Let's go! <laughs> Woo! Absolutely love that. Now, for the record, our crack research team is telling me that you are now two and zero in Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenges. You've been on three times. You participated in the game show challenge twice. Once you beat Nightmare Jones. Now you've beaten Dick Douglas. Congratulations to you, sir. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. 2-0, uh, baby. He's undefeated. I like, I like to uh, thank God, first and foremost, because without him, none of this would be possible. Uh, I like to thank my wife, Esmeralda, and my kids. Right. Uh, you know, they support me in doing this thing. And, you know, uh, you, Renee, uh, shout out to you for having me on today, even though you're dealing with a lot right now. And I got to deal and, with him, too. Remember yeah, you got to deal with him. But condolences <laughs> condolences on your wife's loss. It's, thank it you. sucks. I know what it is like to lose a parent. I lost my dad in 2013 to ALS. So I, I get it. So fuck cancer. Fuck ALS. Yes. Fuck all yes. the fucking diseases. 
They yes. can go straight, like fuck them all. But shout out to all the hospital people yeah. that work tirelessly to care for everybody. <laughs> real hero, real. Hero. Hey, is it fair to say you're the Jade Cargill of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge? Yeah, yeah. I'm out here. I'm out here doing all it. looks, no skill. <laughs> you know, shout out to AEW. If you're looking for another rep, I'm right here. I'm right here in KC. You know how to reach me, adam.kennedy85 at gmail.com. <laughs> Dick Douglas, say your final goodbyes and go drink your glass of milk and drink your inshore, you old soul, because we know we all know you're ready to go to bed. You're tired. I'm just tired of out. the abuse that I take at the hands of Renee Martinez. Not, not I would never blame our guests ever, and AK The Rep has been awesome. It's just the fact of the matter, Renee, uh, you know uh, – it's what we experienced at Dynamo Pro last week or a couple weeks ago, and we'll experience it again. Uh, we've been told uh, they've planted even more lobbyists this time. Uh, you can find me at thecityonthehill.org, where we have a complete five-stage action plan on how we can make professional wrestling for everybody. Um, on top of that, you can get the latest campaign merchandise at thecityonthehill.org. <laughs> and, uh, folks, uh, it doesn't stop whenever we go to Dynamo Pro in a few weeks. It doesn't stop when we make it to television in less than a year. It stops whenever we're holding that title and we retire in 10 years and we come back to the Wrestle Talk podcast for episode 3000 and say Renee Martinez, good night at 928 on this Tuesday. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all tonight from Dick Douglas, AK the ref. As we say our final goodbye, bro, I want to thank you for being an extended and longtime member of the Wrestle Talk family, bro. I got one last and final question for you, dude. I got to get one, just one Hollis story before we close out today's show. This dude, no, no, you don't have to give me a story. I just need to know one thing. Why does this dude still refuse to remove his sunglasses when he's inside a dark and dim building? I, I still don't understand it. You've been there. You've been in the meat of it. You've been in the heart of it. What the hell is wrong with Hollis Jarreau? Uh, you know, uh... I can't lie, you know, back in the day, you used to wear sunglasses at the club, you know, it's just a thing, you know, you know, he he doesn't want anybody looking in his eyes, you know, he don't, he don't like the people, it's Hollis, look, look who you talking to, uh, Hollis Jerome. That's fair, staying true to his character, well, ladies and gentlemen, this has done it for episode 306 of the Wrestle Talk podcast, AK The Ref, man, give yourself a well-deserved pat on the back for the millions and millions! Of the AK the Ref fans out there. I am the Night Owl. He was Dick Douglas. That's AK the Ref. We will catch you guys for episode 387 right here at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Man, I got this way. My head back to my bed. You know I'm fucking tired. You man, I got this way. When I saw her, now I be surfing sweat. I'm on him. Not it, not it, not it, not it, Paulo.